happy days, happy trails. Welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Over Pizza. Today, my friends and fans, all six of you, you may notice that the sound is going to be a little bit better. That's because we have a magical piece of equipment that we've acquired uh, over the last couple of days with Uber. Uh, we sent an Uber for it. We're not going to tell you where we got it from. Uh, we required a, a magical little mixer, so we have some we have some mics now. Can I can I say one thing? Yeah, we yeah. had the Uber that we got yes. was a big ass suburban. It was a big ass for this suburban. little thing. For this little mic. <laughs> yep. Was it an Uber Share? Uh, I don't know. Does anybody know? I'm not sure. We're gonna have to find out from Wolfie the next time that we speak to him. Yes. The next time that he joins us. But that brings us to the people that are joining us today. I am your Jose as usual. Uh, Elias, what Gucci fan? I'm. I don't know who I am because I'm still trying to figure out what the heck my geek out is going to be. So, oh boy. but uh, this is what <laughs> Metatron, who has his own mic now. ASAP Balrog, we the North, we the Champs. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to get to that too because it was uh, a big week for the NBA and the NBA Finals, and ASAP is very excited uh, over the result. And I have to say, real quick spoiler alert. It's nice to see somebody new win a championship in sports. So we'll get to that at some point. But first, but first, um, now that we've introduced ourselves, once again, reintroduce ourselves with our new mics and our new system and our new badass attitude. Woohoo! Um, Woohoo! Ow! Yeah. Drake! Uh, you protect! <laughs> Geek outs! Geek outs. Oh boy. I'm going to talk about what I'm geeking out with, and me and me and uh, Eli share our geek out of the week. Ge- uh, what's what's that geek out that we want to talk about? What have you been enjoying um, that I've been enjoying? So um, I haven't gotten far through it, but I know uh, Jose has um, finished mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it. Um, we we've been watching Chernobyl. Indeed, indeed, and I, I hear through the grapevine that you're on episode four, or you're on the last episode now, right? Yeah. Cool. And what did you think of the first four episodes thus far? Well, it was very interesting and um, kind of scary to see um, that that was actually real because the things that, it's hard to explain, but the things that you would see in those hospitals. It's scary, scary. right? It's really scary. Like, I, I made the comparison. I keep talking to this show about other people. I've gotten somebody to watch it. I got a friend of mine to watch it, and I saw the first episode with her. And she like went through the next like three episodes on her own, um, and for those of you that live under a rock, Chernobyl is an HBO miniseries about Chernobyl. It's like Titanic is about Titanic, Titanic, Titanic is about Titanic. Um, so it's basically it's a it's a mildly dramatized version because they try to make it as realistic and as compelling as possible of the events that led to the Chernobyl disaster. They do a right? really good job, too. They do a really good job. And I, and they have actors that I love, Jared Harris of The Expanse fame and Mad Men. Uh, I saw him way back when in a movie called Igby Goes Down where he played a very, very interesting character with uh, one of the Culkins uh, is in that movie. Um, and Stellan Skarsgård, of course. I cannot forget him. He plays a great character. And that's actually, from what I've heard, one of Meta's favorite moments involves Stellan Skarsgård's character. But that's not your geek out. I know you want to finish it. So um, anyway, it's 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 a fantastic show about you know the events that led to the Chernobyl disaster, the aftermath, all the decisions that were made, all the people that were involved, and all the consequences. And the thing that I love about it, I don't know if you agree with this, uh, Eli. Tell me if you do. But even Walt mentioned this earlier. There are aspects and parts in the show that are almost like a freaking horror movie or a horror show because yep. 
But right, like what, like the people? How do they look? They look crazy, right? Yeah. Like in the hospital. Yeah, it's scary how accurate the show is. Mm -hmm. Well, excuse me. What's interesting is they the people look like zombies or like Nosferatu's on this show. Yeah. Uh, and and apparently that's not even as bad as they look in in real life. They look actually much much worse. HBO could not show how bad people who who are dying of radiation poison look because it's that gruesome. Can you imagine? Yeah. This is this is the this is the network of Game of Thrones, and they can't show that kind of gruesomeness. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's like there's a lot of really tense scenes. One of my favorite scenes is in the fourth episode. I won't spoil it for those of us who has who haven't seen it. Um, but it involves the rooftop with that really great tracking shot, mm -hmm. um, and it's basically again without spoiling it too much. There's a character that's trying to do something to prevent further disaster and they track him for about 90 seconds in real time, showing him doing what it is that he's doing. Do, do, do you like some of the more tense scenes like that? Like, is there a scene that was really scary to you or really tense? Um, one of the scenes that was like kind of scary for me was, it's hard to explain when you're trying not to spoil it, but mm -hmm. people were sent to, um, I believe, stop the reactor or uh, I think it was stop the reactor. Or, um, oh, um, was that the one where they were in the water? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good that's scene. A, that's a cool scene. We'll, we'll leave it at that again for those of you that haven't seen it, including one among us. ASAP is gonna. I check need to it check out. out that show for sure. Uh, according to our recommendation, because you said you you saw the other Chernobyl that was like a crazy horror movie. Yeah, there was with like a radiated bear. Yeah, there was a mutated bear. It was crazy. <laughs> it's yeah. not like that. It's yeah. It's totally realistic and totally awesome. But like that's what. Eli and I have been geeking out about and you definitely got to finish it. I think you're going to love the fifth episode. Uh, it's a nice, dramatic way to wrap it all up. Uh, but yeah, that's my geek out and Eli's geek out for the week. Who wants to share a geek out with us for their time over the last couple of weeks? Uh, my geek out will be really quick. I'm geeking out over Keanu Reeves and how he's been in everything lately. Yeah. Um, this is like a Keanu... Reeves Renaissance, mm -hmm. I guess. But Ke did Keanu he have a Keanu? Yeah, the Keanuverse. Um, it is crazy. Shut up, Jarvis. I, yes, I know. Jar <laughs> Jarvis is now. here, letting me know that um, I've got a text. What the heck, you know? So anyway, um, Keanu has been in like a bunch of days. <laughs> you okay with that? You're right. I'm okay. I just realized what I did wrong, but. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good, you know? Jarvis. Um, yes, Jarvis. <laughs> I, it's weird that Jarvis is on my phone, right? Yeah. But whatever. Um, it's awesome. What was I saying? Oh, Keanu, right. Keanu's been Keanu in everything. He's been in, in John Wick. Mm -hmm. Apparently now he's Fortnite because he's in Fortnite. Yeah. He's in uh, there, Cyberpunk 2077 also, He's right? in Cyberpunk 27. People walk I'm up to him because nobody knows him. At least the kids, yeah. Except for Fortnite, so they call him Fortnite guy. They call him Fortnite guy. Yeah, no. it was like, hey, oh yes, I kid, no. you no. not. I kid you no. not. That's disgusting. Yep. That's, not, that's, that's John Wick. They, they call him Fortnite guy. I call him John so. Wick. Maybe they haven't seen John Wick. That's disrespectful. Yeah. Well, too little. Yeah, if they're too not little, not even they're that. The Matrix. Fortnite. Come on. So John Wick. Exactly. Fortnite. Yeah, you would know. Yeah. A lot of people watch John Wick. Yeah. But not kids. Yeah, kids. Like like four some, year olds, some, five year olds, six year olds. Those four year olds should know better. Up to yeah. like they seven. should know John Wick. No, yeah. they should know yeah. the yeah. Matrix. Get exactly. stabbed in the neck, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu's so. mad. Keanu's mad woke. 
So like, you know, I will. I'm out. gonna recommend you something. Possibly. This is gonna be the weirdest recommendation ever. Mm-hmm. But I saw a movie on Netflix called Always Be My Maybe. I saw the the clip of Keanu. That is the greatest thing of all. Keanu, believe it or not, Keanu is in more of the movie than you think. Yeah, he wrote those lines for that scene, apparently, that's in that uh, little quick snippet where he meets the two main characters. Well, they end up going back to his apartment. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I'm sure it gets better. Russell Russell Park ends up fighting Keanu Reeves. That must be interesting. Enough said. If you get a chance, and it's a cute little movie. It's not my kind of thing because it's more of a rom-com type of thing. It's a cute little movie. Is that Ali Wong? Is in Ali Wong is in it. Russell Park is in it. Obviously, Keanu Reeves is in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you watch it, maybe you skip to the part where Keanu is because I'm telling you, it's pure gold. So, um, Keanu is my geek out of the week. Well, that's the Keanu slow walk. Um, oh, it is great. And then and he then, wears glasses that has no no uh, lenses you know, on it. I, you saw know that, what I'm I saw that part. Oh my and god! He, I, and I he references it. I still yeah, have like, to watch John Wick three. So, so do I. Dude. So do I. Parabola. Yeah, Dude. He says he pull off the glasses. No, these are for a part. Yes, exactly. <laughs> There's no I, lenses. I don't want to speak See, about my John Wick experience. Oh, my gosh. But I love that suit. Very classic. <laughs> you know, I, I've, seen, I've seen that part yeah. so far. Um, oh, you got, you got to watch when they get back. I know back. there's more. It gets crazier. More. I know there's definitely more, more it gets fun cra- to it. It's a fun little movie. Did you see the part where... Um, did you see the part where they bring out the venison and... and they give no, no, no. All I saw is oh. the part where, where... Do you want me to tell you about it? She shows up. No, no, don't spoil it. Oh, All my I saw is this part where Keanu walks in, has a quick conversation with them. Like, the girl hugs him and says, this is, like, the first time I'm starstruck, starstruck or something like that. And then, like... He, he goes and he uh, says, um, the only stars you should see are the ones oh, the that ones are in your dreams. The ones that in your dreams, yeah. He's, like, very existential in, in this movie. Okay. Yeah. It, it is ridiculous. Dude, it gets even crazier. That particular scene... He plays up his stereotype well. It looks like they bring out the food, and when when they bring out the the headphones, you are gonna die laughing. See, Keanu's all over the news too because there's those photos of him. Apparently, like he's hovering over people instead of touching them. They say he's a respectful king. Apparently, is the Twitter <laughs> handle. There's pictures of him with women, and instead of putting his hand on their waist, his hand is just a few inches like away from their waist. It's kind of like uh, he doesn't want to get sued, dude. Yeah, he doesn't want to get sued. Is that's that's a, I forgot. There's a that's like a reference to something that somebody's done before. But regardless of that fact, he's 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 floating around the internet because of that, and also there's a petition going around for him to be the time person of the year apparently because of all the exposure that he's getting. And lately. and also they're trying to they're trying to kill the sad Keanu meme. Yeah. Because yeah. apparently, well, so Keanu's not sad. He's just thoughtful. He's yeah. Thoughtful, right? Something like that. I mean, he's had a, he's had a rough life. Yeah, but, he has. Keanu, we're, we're geeking out of it. We're all kind of geeking out about you a little that's, bit. That's my geek out. But we're going to move but on. Love it. Somebody else talk about something that they're geeking out about, right? It's not so much of a geek out as much as it is a hate on. A hate on? Yes. Warner Brothers has been very stupid lately. How so? Agreed. Because mm-hmm. I got around to finally watching at least the first 30-ish minutes of Swamp Thing. That really oh, good yeah. show that was canceled. Yeah. And <laughs> I heard it was really good. Yes, it was really good. It. <laughs> where, where do I even begin? They, it I looks ask? really good. Uh-huh. The story looks really good. Yeah, we started it's watching. It's kind of scary, but it's not scary. But mm-hmm. I still like it. Mm-hmm. It's not our direction. We want to cancel it. 
Well, I heard a few After the first reasons. episode, right? I've heard a few different After reasons. the first season. Rated 97. Oh, the first episode. No, it was the yeah. first episode. After the first episode, they, they went out and canceled. Now they are going to finish. They're going to air it, right? They're going to air That's all of it. Yes, they are going to air all of it. But it was but announced after the first episode. Exactly. From was, what I heard. So Yeah, it was you have, to be canceled after the first episode. That's correct. So you, follow me with this logic. I know, you get an awesome review for this. It's really well done. No, it has just, to be, just no. It has, it, it's good. No, no. It's okay. Netflix, yeah, it has to be the it. money. I don't know. Netflix will buy it. Um, no, you know what? I heard it was canceled apparently because this is what I heard. Uh, I got this information from a YouTube channel called Emergency Awesome. Uh, thanks, Emergency Awesome, for this info. But uh, this, this is this rumored uh, explanation for it apparently because I don't want to throw them under the bus if this is incorrect. But <laughs> apparently, it's filmed in North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. And the state of North Carolina promised to pay half of the first season's $80 million budget and then said it was a clerical error and did not end up paying for half of the, the oh, wow. production budget. Ended up paying a lot less. And I guess Warner Brothers said, like, this is a lot. I mean, that's a lot for a TV show. $80 million for one season is a lot. That's like Game of Thrones numbers, practically. Well, there's a lot of practical effects and special yeah. effects mm-hmm. in it, VFX. So it was too expensive for Warner Brothers, apparently, and that's why they canceled it. Which still sucks, because if it's a good show... You know, it would be nice to air it, but maybe the ratings weren't high enough for them to justify spending $80 million for the first season. But Imagine how the budget will climb over seasons. The, the problem is they didn't even give it a chance because they, they basically cut it out off at the knees after the first episode. Yeah. So, was, you know. There was another rumor about something with them cutting it off to maybe re- restart it on, like, their own streaming service because I feel like I heard there's a rumor born about so, streaming service. The, the thing about it is that... You know, it's it's probably a, an amalgamation of all these things, right? Because I heard they didn't like the direction that it was going in. Stupid. Um, it, it could be the fact that, you know, they had the deal fall through for them. You know, because like mm-hmm. you said, $80 million is a lot, for, a lot for a thing. You know what I'm saying? And, but it does show. It's movie money. We've seen, we've seen like, what, 20, 30 minutes of the first episode good so effects. far? Good effects. Really good effects. What we've seen, seen so far. Exactly. It, 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 looks, it looks cinema quality. Meta but, and Walt, is there anybody that I would know on the show? Or are these like, anybody that's like relatively famous? Do you watch, do you watch, the, do you yeah. watch Teen Wolf? I do not. The one on, um, what What's, is it, VH1, on TV, I think? Oh, MTV, MTV, uh, yes. I know one of the yeah. stars is there. Um, oh. that, um, but again, we just really started it, so I can't really tell <laughs> there you. There might be more characters exactly, and actors know. that I would recognize that are just not going to be on it, really. Um, okay. Speaking of, speaking of about the, the WB streaming service and the, the DC Universe, they're both owned by the same company yes. because it is WB. I think, um, and I heard some rumors, and again, I... I can't substantiate them because I don't have it in front of me. I didn't know we were going to talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. But I had heard that the DC Universe app right now is going to be put on pause because they're trying to figure out how the WB streaming service would fit in. If they're going to keep them separate, if they're going to bring them and fold them in together and things of that nature. So, you know, but again, if you have a good show, this is something that you can really you know highlight as a thing to sell your streaming service why would you cancel it after the first episode yeah, you can especially with all the drivers and make up make right. up more of that money and it got great reviews it's not like it's a bad show okay well let's let's focus very quickly on the positive what did you like about the first episode man like what was really enjoyable about it to you what like obviously you like the direction what about the direction do you like with this show so far i like blood it's very gory. I like blood. I, I heard. So do you like the Red Wedding? 
No. God. Oh, you, you said you like blood. You I had mean, to go there. The, the Red Wedding is. There's a reason it's called red. I, I think he likes. Really campy had to gore, go there. More campy gore. Like he said, he liked gore. blood, though. I mean, right? so he likes the Red Wedding. But you know that I specifically don't like the Red Wedding. Is it too red? <laughs> I mean, you're wearing a red tank top. There's I'm wearing three, a red shirt. Red it's shirts too here. red with the innocence, with the blood of innocence. This is the Red Podcast. <laughs> Actually, God, yes, the red podcast. Red. We got red, we got black, and we got gray. Put on the red hey. Castamere. Uh, huh, okay. So it's it's bloody. Number one. What else do you like about it? the effects? The so effect, well, from okay. what the the, the very mm-hmm. first scene of the movie, um, it was like I'm not gonna completely spoil it, but yeah. there's a really good scene with vines. Cool. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. In the swamp. Yes, in the swamp, where okay. swamp in the dark. tends to... Uh, yeah, like in the dark. Oh. In the dark. So. Okay, I see Eli exclaiming about that as well. Yeah. That's the wrong place and the wrong time. Swamp in the dark. Yeah, that's like <laughs> the worst place to be, man. Like, you, all you have is starlight or moonlight, maybe, and then you just have murky, deadly water around you and swamp thing coming at you. Ugh. And you know what? Uh, Walt just showed me something here, and uh-huh. it kind of explains why... I, it's kind of a horror-esque thing. Mm-hmm. James Wan produced it. Oh man! So he's oh, yeah. got that's creepy puppet. That's terrible. He's, yeah. so, like, one he's of had a good streak so far, Aquaman. man. Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, the Conjuring. Conjuring. Saw. Annabelle. I was. He's made some you know? huge franchises. It's <laughs> surprising <laughs> that they didn't give it a chance. You're leading into my geek out right now. Well, <laughs> his his uh, his Instagram tweet was like, I don't understand why this thing was canceled. I, yeah, you it know, doesn't seem to make sense. He doesn't look like he's a happy camper right now. Oh, man. Is yeah. there anything else that you want to highlight about it? Because, yeah, let's get to this boy's geek out over here real quick. This man's geek out over here. Yeah. Boy, I don't the only thing that I'm going to highlight <laughs> is that Warner Brothers really needs to get their act together. This okay. is as if Hulu everything DC related. This would be as if Hulu said, "Hey, we're gonna stream Game of Thrones here." Oh wait, it's actually good. No, it's too good. Just get it off. Just, just get it off. It makes no Jesus sense whatsoever. <sighs> terrible, terrible, uh, terrible. T- take it away, Balrog. Actually, oh, sorry. No, final note: There was a Swamp Thing TV show like a, like years ago that also got canceled in the first season, if I remember correctly. That was also pretty well acclaimed. So Swamp Thing just has bad luck, it seems. Swamp Thing is a difficult yeah. property, I guess. You know what I'm saying? You had the camp, the really campy 80s movies. Yeah, um, but I mean, at the same time, it seems like they did it well, according to what you've seen so yeah. far. And even if they do it well, they just give it the axe. Yeah. I mean, Swamp Thing isn't that well known. Swamp Thing isn't that well known, so... Eh. Apparently, yeah. it's well known enough... Uh, I'm not yeah, even It's well known enough to make a show, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, to reboot it, in, well, in a sense. We also do have a Doom Patrol show, which... I have to admit, I never even knew of Doom Patrol before I saw the, the TV show. That's true, too. But so, hey, anything's on the table nowadays, Swamp right? Thing, Swamp Thing is something that I knew a little bit more about. Mm-hmm. But anyways, anyways, moving right along to our alien queen uh, microphone. No, oh, that, no, okay, that's, those, are, those are fighting <laughs> words right there. That is a warrior a xenomorph. xenomorph. Excuse me. Not even a regular, that is a warrior xenomorph. <laughs> Warrior. So he's got a warrior xenomorph mic stand because we did have to do things <laughs> a little bit makeshift here. Um, by the way, Meta, what, that's, a, that's a napkin holder, I believe, right? That we're using for your mic stand. Yes. Uh, not your mic because that would be some MacGyver stuff right there. Anyways, 
ASAP, can you please tell us, my friend, what you oh, have been geeking out Canada. over? <laughs> I, have, yeah, I have a sense that I kind of know what it's going to be, but please tell us some more. Give us, give, I'm giving you the floor. No, absolutely. So, like, aside from the North becoming an independent kingdom and winning their very first <laughs> NBA title Boom. this year, and as well as um, other video games that I've been really geeking out over, we'll get into that later. Nice. I have been um, geeking out over one, Annabelle 2, An Annabelle 2 which mm -hmm. is um, Annabelle Coming Home. And this song that just dropped this morning by Drake. It's called Money in the Grave. Drake? Drake? Drake. Yes, Drake. it dropped this morning. And he wasn't lying, um, Walt, when you told me that he was going to drop two songs. Yeah, um, okay. I forgot what the other song. He actually put the no, names I got, of the it, songs. You, you no, had it's, that? It's right, I, it was on YouTube. I saw it. It was Money Both? in the Grave and Omerta. Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, the Money in the Grave, that's featuring Rick Ross. Nice. And um, yeah, it's a pretty dope song. I haven't listened to Omerta yet, but it sounds like it has like a very mafiosi vibe to it mm -hmm. but uh yeah that's that's that and uh annabelle coming home man i, I just kept watching the trailer over and over again yeah it looks hella creepy and it's worth looking forward to and oh crawl that's a good one too mm -hmm. the one with the alligators or crocodiles yep oh, okay. in florida it's by sam raimi interesting when, when does uh when does annabelle coming home come out do you have like is it october uh, no I, I, or I maybe it's earlier September. than that I believe it's September. Give okay. me one second, I will let you know. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but cool. Yeah, yeah. So the NBA Finals, though, awesome. Yeah. It's good to see the not being a hater, but it's good to see the Warriors not actually win this one. Yeah, it's good to see that they're not invincible no matter what happens, basically. Because yeah, that was that. I mean, they did have quite a few injuries. All the things that happened to Durant, Clay Thompson, and all oh, that good stuff. Boy, was I wrong. I'm sorry. I, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt. Uh, Animal comes home. Comes well, out. Well, she's coming out in 13 days. In 13 days. Oh, well, okay. and I said September. And I said October. I was totally wrong. Because oh, wow. usually these horror movies, they yeah, usually yeah. come out around that time. Yeah, like Halloween um, time. Whoa, two movies are coming out this month. What? Annabelle and Anna. This is more like a blockbuster Hannah horror movie. Anna. Anna. No, Anna. <laughs> yeah, Anna's a yeah. Amazon Prime show. Like, Which is really good. Which I, yeah. I yeah heard, it's I really good. About that. You know. Um... So, so yeah, 13 days. days. You're going to be able to, to geek out about probably having seen Annabelle Returns, if anything. Annabelle comes home to the theater. Yes. Something like that. And then Crawl. Well, we don't know when that's coming out oh, exactly. Oh, okay. I get that up. And then we'll, we'll geek out about the NBA later in a little bit more detail. But first. But first. But first. But first? <laughs> but first. Crawl. So, Crawl comes out July 12th, 2019. All right. Nice, nice. So, we got a couple of nice movies nice. coming up. Very nice. Nice. Very nice. I like. I like. Uh, you like. So, what will be, what, what is our first topic of the day, gentlemen? Who would like to introduce the beginning, the joy that is, that is? E3. That is E3, yes. Thank you. The Electronic Entertainment Expo 2019. Uh, Let's get into it. Tell us it. a little bit about it, guys. What is the exciting things that we have seen at E3 so far? Meta, what are you super excited about? Number one. Number one. <laughs> Why is it E3 when it should be E2019? E2019? Well, wait, well, no, E3 2019 E3. or just no. E2019? No. Why is the three there? Because it's, it's the electronic... electronic Entertainment, Entertainment Expo. Expo. E, 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 That's why it's E3. E3. Ah, e, e, e. oh, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figured that out. I didn't figure that out the first time I heard it, but I did figure that out many years ago when I looked at it. I was like, oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of, of, of a lot of sense. All right. But 
on a more serious note, um, me and Elias mm-hmm. actually have a game that we're really geeking out over. Is it Avengers? No. <laughs> no. Not, not by any means. I heard about reactions to that. Oh, oh boy. Continue, please. Halo Infinite? Yeah. That makes three of us. I saw the trailer for that. That, that does look interesting. I'm it really looks... looking forward to that game. Okay, I... Are you getting Project Scarlet then? I more likely will, yeah. Because I have to. Because that's the only way right. you're going to be able to play it. Right. I'm sorry, what? Project Scarlet, the new Xbox. Yeah, that's the code The successor name. to the Xbox Currently. One. Yes. The, well, the last one was uh, Scorpio, I think. Xbox right. One was Project Scorpio. This is Project Scarlet. And Scorpio was in the Xbox One X. I believe yeah. that yeah. Oh, Scarlet yes. is just a working title, though. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary iPhone upgrade. Like he was saying, yeah, yeah, it was Project Scorpio. Originally was the code name. This is the code name for the new Xbox. It's but yes, I would on. have to get a new the Xbox. Xbox looks it's, interesting, it's, right? Uh, it's holiday 2020 is this the release date, right? Yeah. Is that they have set for Something it? Something like that. It does look interesting. It's, it's going to have basically uh, the for technology. Hill, for Halo Infinite as well. It comes out holiday 2020. Yeah, I'm I mean, that's that's no, got to be Halo has to be a, a launch title, that especially the way that that Microsoft is kind of getting trounced by Sony these days. They have to come in big with this next console release. Well, it's or, discless, you know. Oh, is it? It's, that I didn't see. I didn't see it's, the, it's all the details for. I, I know can't it's going to have disc free, not discless. <laughs> discless. Or what I almost Don't. said. <laughs> Oops. Um. Anyway, discless. Kids in the it's house. Digital. Kids in the house. Yes, it's all digital. Thank you. It's That's download only. So they have Downloads. it's download only. Download Xbox the entire library going all the way back to the original Xbox you yeah. can play, mm-hmm. right? And they're pushing X Cloud. Yes. Have you heard about that? Uh, very, very, very minor details. But if you could explain it to our to our listening audience, X Cloud is probably going to be, and I don't know how they're going to work it because Google's trying to do the same thing with yeah. their Stadia the Stadia systems uh, yeah. platform, right? Um, it's going to be all internet based mm-hmm. you don't download you're streaming mm-hmm. the thing and not only that you will not only be able to play on the console but you will also be able to play on the computer yeah. on mobile on iPad yeah there's there's so, a there is a service like that currently uh, for Nvidia right was it Nvidia yeah, Nvidia created, Nvidia I believe yeah there's yeah, a yeah, service yeah. like that currently but that never you, took off uh, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of people that that are really subscribed to it because I only see advertise advertisements for it. I never read about it in any like industry news about any big news about it or subscriber numbers or anything mm-hmm. crazy like that. So I mean, I think the thing is that they haven't cracked the internet connection speed problem, which is a huge thing with these streaming games. Well, I think I think the the problem the there latency is, is is no good. I think the problem there is not really on the Xbox side; it's more on the um, the, the provider side. Because yeah. the provider side, you know, especially in the states here, um, the providers they they there's a lot of them that provide data caps, yeah, which yeah, yeah. and they slow down your internet connection and stuff. And I think that's going to be the real real struggle to get this type of gaming off, you know, and and running and stuff basically. Exactly, because uh, I mean we live in, in New York City, so we have high speed internet, but high speed internet is not available everywhere in the United no, States. No, it's not. Um, and in some places, it's a lot faster than it is here, too. But at the same time, it's not completely saturated by high-speed internet all over the country. And again, the latency is always a huge issue because you can play a lot of games on an okay internet connection. But then you play a fighting game. You play a, you play a first-person shooter with latency issues. Well, Metatron, you're, you're you done. can speak to that because we're in a household here where we're running 100 gigs, mm-hmm. right? And um, wh- what are the issues that you have when you're trying to play in 
in the other place, right? Well, that's because I'm trying to use my computer to play the Xbox One, which is all the but, way in the living room, and I'm all the way over there. Yeah, uh-huh. But see, that's, that's going to be the issue, because what Microsoft is trying to do is to make you play on your laptop. Wherever you want. Wherever yeah. you want, right? And so you're encountering this these type of issues here, where we have a pretty good... Um, you know, yeah, your, your uh, internet's pretty our, solid. Our in, here. And then the internet is pretty solid, right? There's a and minimum of like 14,000 devices connected to the internet in this household at all yeah, exactly. times. So the internet has to be pretty solid I for everything to work over stuff. here. We've got Alexas and, and, and Google, Google Homes <laughs> and smart TVs. Oh, wait, I, I said I said that name that shall not be named, but. Yeah. They, they, he, he did not, she did not respond, so I think we're okay. Excuse me, are you assuming Alexa's gender? I guess I am, actually. <laughs> oh my <Wow>. god. <laughs> what a dated <laughs> meme that. Oh god. Eli is woke. <laughs> Eli is woke. So, anyway, we, we yeah. got off track here. Anyways. Halo Infinite. Halo Meta, Infinite. please take it away. I mean, it looks interesting. I just hope it steps up to whatever Halo 5 Guardians was. <laughs> So that was that was less well received by you. You were not a fan of Halo Five Guardians. I was not. Who, who I, else? Who, who was a fan I, of Halo Five Guardians? I heard or even was, Halo Four. I, 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 I actually liked Halo Four. Yeah. I heard it was so bad that I didn't even play it. Okay, you you didn't even you didn't even. Well, try it? I mean, technically, I didn't even get you past Halo Two, yeah, so we didn't really get up to it. Yeah, I, I was going. But to then play. again, you have that habit of skipping things, like you've been doing with the Godzilla movies, and it's really infuriating. You're gonna get in a fight over here <laughs> with Meta. He's glaring at him hardcore. This is gonna end up being on like World Star any minute now. Gotta <laughs> um, record it. You know, I played Halo One, Halo Two, Halo Three, Halo ODST, and I did not play any of the other Halo. You didn't games. play Halo Reach? I didn't play Halo Reach. That's, that's my favorite Halo game. I know game that that's ever. the best yeah. one too, and that's the one that I. That's one of the, the ones that I have not played. You I see, that's the thing. Four. I haven't I haven't looked forward to an yeah, Halo yeah. game since Reach, and that was back in 2010. Yeah, that was the one that didn't feature Master Chief, right? That was the one yeah. that he featured the, yeah. the other squad. Noble I heard team. that was really good. Yeah, I heard that was really good, but I, I haven't played one since then. But, like, Infinite does look very interesting, and Master Chief, obviously, being being in this one, uh, looks pretty cool. And he's uh, in, his, in his classic Spartan yep. 2 armor. You didn't mention that, man. I was going to say that. <laughs> That's yeah. part of what has me excited. Cool. What... What what other games? I just want to say what's so funny is that I just want to say what's so funny with um, Master Chief is that he was floating in space all this time, and there was this comment on on YouTube, right? It said that Master Chief's floating in space. He gets rescued, and then then the guy's like, "Oh, you should rest a bit, right?" Something like that. Report. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's like reporting, and he just jumps back into space, and he was just floating there for you know how long? He was floating there endlessly. How did he get there, there to about begin as long with? That's what I want to know. Before the guardians, <laughs> before the guardians uh, discovered him, that's basically. What it was. <laughs> I mean, he basically basically discovers him floating in space, just the same way, right? So it's kind of the same thing. In, yeah, I, I've, I've seen that trailer. It looks interesting, but it is kind of funny. Master Chief is kind of like he's he's basically invincible, though. Like as far as I've seen in most of these games, you can do just about anything. And he always finds a way to survive. Unless fall into some water. Who's a good? Then well. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a little bit. Water and, uh, and heights. <laughs> that's the weakness. Well, yeah. I guess heights are his weakness in the game sometimes. Oh, no. Or in Halo 3 where you could flip an elephant onto someone. What? <laughs> I've done it before. <laughs> I, didn't know you, I didn't know you could do that. That's a multiplayer thing? 
No, um, so there was this thing called Forge, right? Yeah. And you could basically, like, redo a whole map. So what me and, uh... Oh, I remember that. What me and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. what me and Hafa would do sometimes is we'd load an elephant with explosives. So much so mm -hmm. that it would explode. The elephant would be topsy-turvy, like, on, on its... Upside down, on, right side up. Yeah, upside or down. Upside down. And then, because you have the ability to flip things, right? Yeah. So when we went to go flip it, it says, hold RB to flip. Wait, how did you do that? <laughs> you flipped an elephant. <laughs> Interesting. And you, you flipped it onto someone, like you killed someone with an elephant? This is what you, this is what you, you said you, you did? I may have done it to an NPC or something like that. But he may have done it once or twice. That's, that's pretty good stuff. That sounds like some fun yeah. times with the gravity gun in, in, in Half-Life 2. I oh, missed yeah. that game. When are they going to announce Half-Life 3 at, at E3? Uh, 2020? 2030? 2100? They're never going to announce Half-Life 3. Yeah, that know. makes me sad. Sad meme. Sad meme. Uh, so... I'll tell you one of the things that I'm definitely excited about. I saw bits and pieces of the trailer, and it's not one that necessarily everybody would be excited about, except maybe me. I think I know which one it is. I think he might know which one it is. We'll see if you know which one it is. But it's a game that I used to play back in the day. It's a sequel to a game that's made by Sega. Okay, and that was the other thing. That was the other thing. There's okay. another one that I think you're, okay. you're interested in. Then I know about. what that is. You know, know what that is? But I know which one you're talking yeah. about. You know what I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about Fantasy Star Online. Of course. Too. I'm talking about Fantasy Star of Online. Of course. Um, that, that is the game on Dreamcast that introduced me to basically MMORPGs, and it's probably the MMORPG that I played by far the most to this day. I remember logging about 170 hours in Fantasy Star Online, the first one. Um, and if you remember the first Fantasy Star Online at all, if any of you played it or saw it, it was like four levels. Yeah, it, it was wasn't it. even that long. But like, you get obsessed, obsessed with finding like the awesomest weapons, mm -hmm. and you just go back and forth with like, like, like it's you know obviously the most MMORPGs as your characters and your team's characters level up and get more powerful. So do the enemies, and they start dropping crazier stuff, and then you get crazier weapons. And, like, there were weapons that people were trying to find that were super rare that you could only give to somebody else, like, once you found it. Like, it's, it's, it was, I was obsessed with that game on Dreamcast, so yeah, I'm very excited to see that one, um, that one for sure, coming out. Uh, I didn't see the release date, but I know, like, that's something that I'm going to yeah. want to check out when it comes out for Xbox uh, at some point. So, for me, that's one of the things that I'm geeking out about at E3 at the moment. What is it that you, th that you thought I was geeking out about? I thought you were going to hit Besides Final that. Fantasy. Final Fantasy 7? That's true, but... I, I thought... I thought I knew I knew you were going to geek out about Fantasy Star Online. That was a given. I thought the, you were going to have another one where you're going to say, well, Final Fantasy, hello. RPG. You know it's RPG nostalgia for me at E3. Yeah, Let's put it's it that true. Way. Like, I'm, I'm all about the RPGs that I played in the past, whether they're reboots and remakes, like Final Fantasy 7. And I'll explain why Final Fantasy 7 I'm excited about. But I didn't geek out about that. Geek out about it first because we've been waiting for that for like ever. Mm -hmm. It was teased like I think the last time like three or four years ago at E3 or one of the expos. And your jam was tactics, right? You used to love oh, that game. Final Fantasy Tactics to me is actually like it's not. It doesn't have the the great story of Final Fantasy VII because that's one of Strategy. the things that really yeah stands out about it. But Final Fantasy Tactics. Ta tactics <laughs> and any games of its type because there's, there's a lot of knockoff mobile games that are like it now mm -hmm. um, is I just I just love Final Fantasy Tactics but the storyline of Final Fantasy Tactics makes no sense so like that's why Final Fantasy 7 does have a, a, a soft spot in yeah. terms of 
games that I love um, in my heart. It's one of the few games that I actually teared up a little bit at the narrative, if any of you know what happens in that game, mm-hmm. which I'm not even going to say spoiler alert because I'm not going to spoil it because you guys show, may they get a chance the to play it. Did they? I think they did. I think they did, actually, yeah. yeah. They showed the big moment, but, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that, that at the end of the first disc, actually, because I remember, like, how, how oh it ended. Oh my gosh, that's how the, discs. That's how the first disc wow. ended for Final Fantasy VII. You guys are lucky. With a big death uh, of one of the characters that you're playing as. Um, and it was it was a really emotional moment in a game where there were no voices. It's just music and text. Mm-hmm. But like the way that they pulled it off in this game was really fantastic in terms of emotion. Besides Metal Gear Solid, it's one of my first like really, really enjoyable games for narrative around the PlayStation era. Um, so yeah, that's that's another one of the things that I'm actually like really going crazy about. What about you guys, Eli? What about what about you? You look like you're ready to I know to speak on some. I I have a feeling I know what you're gonna geek out over. What? Tell me. Huh? Tell me. The Breath of the Wild Part Two. No. Ooh, we're putting we're putting wagers on what everybody is like. And I about. I have an idea I what Balrog is gonna geek out over also, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know. Kind of. Kind of. I think that's the only trailer I haven't seen. Maybe that's the reason why you're not geeking out over uh, it, because yeah. you haven't seen it yet. And it's a very short trailer. But the one that I am geeking about, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, the yeah. one that I am kind of like hyped up about is um, Cyberpunk. Woo. Cyberpunk 2077 featuring everybody's favorite man, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. There it is. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it has that sort of like mafia cyber type stuff in it so it seems pretty cool did, did you see at the announcement what was it that that person in the audience said to Keanu like you're breathtaking or something like that did you see that in the did you see that part in the in the in the E3 present, presentation I can't recall what it was but someone in the audience like yeah. screamed out to Keanu you're breathtaking and he's like you're breathtaking <laughs> <laughs> like he's really that Keanu, big in this moment right now you put him in anything Anything and it like makes that thing instantly more credible. He's yeah. the new Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's beyond Arnold Schwarzenegger, probably yeah. in terms of Already. action. He's, yeah, he's probably true. had a longer career in action now, if you think about it. Because if you go all the way back, like even before The Matrix, speed was like 97. We're, we're yeah, what, what is that? That's tw- 22 years later, years, he's yeah. still making action movies. Well, and but, that was. You know, Tom Cruise might be even doing it even longer, but Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger started in the '80s, though. He started in the '80s, and but he hasn't. Well, I guess he's still making yeah, action he movies. Kind of. But like, the last the one he did was uh, what was it? Wasn't he in uh, The Expendables? Right, but I was gonna say like, the way that I, the, the reason that I like put him in a little bit different category is because Keanu Reeves succeeded in action and is still succeeding big in action, and not that he, that Schwarzenegger doesn't Isn't, succeed. Right. But he hasn't made, like, a solo Schwarzenegger action movie that people have, like, really, really gone to see in a while. Like, nobody saw Terminator Genesis. Everybody hated that well, movie. that movie was a piece of crap, Exactly. Though. That's <laughs> what, what I'm saying, saying. though. Like, Keanu's still that making really his fault. John Wick that's, like, well, it, like, dethrones freaking Endgame, basically, when it came out, yes, right? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. So, like, Schwarzenegger doesn't have that kind of pull right now in action movies, so... That's a good point by Meta. He's kind of like the action movie. Him and The Rock are like the action movie kings right now. That's probably yeah, the best. I would way to agree with that. Yep. Right? Yep. 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 So like, the, and The Rock is kind of like also like the new Schwarzenegger, but Keanu's like maybe Keanu's like the new Stallone, because like or the new Bruce Willis or the new Bruce Willis. There you go. That's probably the better one, because because yeah. Schwarzenegger is like the brawling, like destroy everyone with his bare. Or not Schwarzenegger, The Rock. The Rock and Schwarzenegger are like destroy you with their bare hands, and Keanu and Bruce Willis are like 
the cops that have to do it with guns in their wits. Not that Schwarzenegger doesn't use guns, yeah. but you know, he just breaks people with his biceps. There you go. Um, so, what what else so besides Cyberpunk? Keanu Reeves? <laughs> um, cyberpunk. That's really one of the. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, uh, there's so many games to talk about that. Um, that is I'm forgetting. So true. I'm, I'm forgetting some of them. Um, one of them is Doom. The new Doom game coming out? Doom. Yeah, I Doom still game. have yet to play a Doom game, and I've been wanting to get around. You have that. it. Yeah. Doom just play it. Fun, man. I yeah. played it like once, and I've, I think I liked it. I played the original Doom when it came out on PC years ago. I just bought a copy of, for a friend of Doom Three that came out on PC a couple of years ago, and he was playing one of the newer Doom games that I think you guys owned from a couple of years ago. Yes. Like, that's the one that just came out. Well, mm-hmm. no, there's another one that just came out, actually, even more recently than that, isn't there? Oh, Honestly. really? Uh, maybe, I don't, I don't know. know. Well, Doom is pretty awesome anyway, but... Yeah, man. <laughs> so, Balrog, you're up to bat. All right, so, ten years ago, I was playing the very last Destroy All Humans game. It was called Path of the Furon, and the game ended with the protagonist, Cryptosporidium138, I believe, um, telling his master, Orthopox, or should I say Holopox, that um, he'll see him in 10 years. And um, we never saw another Destroy All Humans game since then. Now recently at E3 2019, Destroy All Humans, a remake or a reboot, has been announced. And it will release sometime next year. And so far, based on the trailer, this is pretty much a remake of the first game. So Destroy All Humans 1 remastered, so to speak. And it showed a the trailer showed uh, gameplay of the very first mission. I remember, this was the exact um, very first mission of the game when Cryptosporidium One Three Seven at the time, under the command of his master Orthopox, lands on Earth. Right, and he lands at a farm at the Turnip Seed Farm, and he encounters these these cows. Right, and his mm. master Orthopox is like, <laughs> we need to find the supreme beings of the superior beings of this planet. Yeah, and we need to take their brain stems in. Investigate and whatnot. So he says, "Go investigate these bovines, <laughs> these lactoid creatures, mm-hmm. and see what they have to say." So Cryptosporidium, you know, in the trailer and the game, this actual gameplay. And I played this all those years ago. He's um, scanning the brains of these bovines, and all they're saying is, mm-hmm. <laughs> "Right." And he's commanding them that in the name of the Furon Empire, they give up the planet. <laughs> to the, you know, they give up the planet and that they sacrifice their brain stems, right? And then a farmer comes out of nowhere, right? And he's like, like, Martha, get my shotgun, right? And um, yeah, they, you just go ham right there and then. And um, so a- Cryptosporidium, he was throwing cows at the farmers. <laughs> He was um he was taking the identity. It's called holobob. When you take the identity of someone, yeah. Um, he was holobobbing farmers and walking past them, reading their minds and everything, and still throwing cows at um at the military. I remember I remember that game had a fun sense of humor. It reminded me of that movie Mars Attacks. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's, it's one of those was, games. Which is that, why it was fun. It has a story that you can't take seriously, but it's just so hilarious and it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's you don't amazing. want to take it seriously. It's like just so awesome to see all the crazy stuff that they do. Just a, it's a quick spoiler because this is a remake. I, you know, the the game ends already with a cryptosporidium taking the identity of the president of the United States, and everyone has to give up their identity uh, or their bodies, excuse me, to the Furon Empire. So you win, and yeah. humans, the humans lose. Woo-hoo. That's always Woo-hoo. a good way for for a game to end. It's oh, always yeah. a nice little twist. Failure. Complete and utter failure. Um, 
You know, I, I realized actually that I forgot about the, the further RPG heaven. There's two other games that I wanted to mention that I forgot are coming out. There's in, so in many, right? 2019. There's, I know. You know oh what it is? Gosh. There's a lot of P PC, like old PC games, and a lot of old RPG games are getting, um, getting updates. Uh, actually, one of them that I forgot to mention that I'm hugely excited about, that's a game that most of you probably never played. Maybe some of you, I think some of you hadn't even heard of it when I mentioned it on our... Um, favorite games podcast from a while back a uh, game called Baldur's Gate oh yes. yeah I remember that Baldur's D &D. Gate 3 Baldur's Gate Baldur's Gate 3 yeah. is, is in that development that was the game that looked interesting that's yeah, a that that's a D&D &D game you know who developed that game right uh, yep. Meta you know you know who develops who developed Baldur's Gate the makers of Mass Effect Oh, and then the guys Bioware. that made Bioware, right? Yep. It's Bioware. That was Star one of their Wars. was one of their first really really huge like PC RPG hits. Jose, you just reminded me there was another game announced at E3 that um mm -hmm. Walt and I were actually really geeking out over. Yeah, what was It's that a one? game by um I forgot his, I can't pronounce his name, but it's a it's a Japanese dude. He's teaming up with George R. R. Martin. This game called Elden Ring, right? Yes, sir. Oh, oh my. So Game of Thrones meets Japanese action. It's it's, it's the, not, no it's not Kojima that's the difference that's, no, that's, no, no it's, it's it not, is it is, it is Kojima is. yes it is oh, no it's not no it's not Hideo Kojima it's no. not it's another it's some hideous attack something <laughs> something say again it's not Hideo Kojima okay hold on hold on I will find it's out right not now George R R Martin game okay yeah, it is well, I have it right Final here. Fantasy it starts with an H yes it's no it's not it's to do Elden Elden Ring. It's not Hideo. It's not. Oh Hideo. yeah, you're right. It's from from software's Hidetaka Mazayaki. That guy. Those are the guys that do um, Dark Souls. Yes. Oh okay. So oh. this this game is gonna be insanely hard. Game of Thrones yeah. meets Dark Souls meets Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Insanely hard, like watching yeah. this the like final season of Game of Thrones. It is insanely well, hard, like waiting for George R. R. Martin to write the damn books so Which that is, we I can heard, see how that's gonna end. I heard it's delayed again, right? The books. Didn't, yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably. probably. We'll get it sometime within the next century. It, oh. yeah. He's immortal anyway, so he'll finish writing the books. <laughs> Two yeah. games just came to my head. Um, the first one. Mm -hmm. These two are the ones that I'm most excited about. Um, Deathloop. Deathloop? That's one of them. Okay. And um, Wolfenstein. I, I don't think I saw Deathloop. What's that Deathloop. one about? <laughs> Wolfenstein, I definitely know. <laughs> It's Wolfenstein. Say it right. Wolfenstein. It's Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Nein, 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 nein. Nein. So wait, Death Deathloop, right? What's what's Deathloop? So basically, um, uh, it's kind of like um this um anime that I used to that I read one time. I forgot what it's called. Oh, okay, okay. Um, which one was Hill. it? Oh, it's like uh, it's like that movie. Which it's um oh gosh uh, the one with Tom like, Cruise yes. the one with Tom Cruise and live uh, die repeat live die repeat yeah live die repeat based yeah. on an anime which is called kill something 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 yeah. I can't remember one of what my it is it, was, it wasn't it was uh it wasn't called live die repeat that was the original title of the no Tom the original movie. the original title was Edge of Tomorrow yeah well, no no it was Edge of Tomorrow in the movie theater live die repeat is the original title yeah trust me well if you go if you go and download it now it has live die repeat. Did they change it back? I think they did. Because when, when I saw it, let me go, theater, let me go I didn't see it in theaters, but I, when it came out in theaters, it was it was Edge of Tomorrow. It was right. That was that was the original title, I believe. So but, hey, it really doesn't matter. It's that movie. So that movie was yeah. based on a manga yeah. called, which they're um, making a sequel to. I heard also that movie, by the way. 
Uh, all you need heard, is kill. I heard rumors yeah. that yeah. All that, you need is kill is the manga, which is a very good manga. You should, yeah. you should listen. One of my you should read it. Mangas. You know, interesting. Yeah, that's something that you, we're gonna have to make a list. Besides just like geeking out about it, we're gonna have to start writing down all this stuff so we can share and watch all of this good stuff and read all of this good stuff together. But well, I got the books you, over there, sure? so this is this is bugging me, man. Are you sure that that was? I'm, che- I'm checking right now because I, gotta, I have the movie. I got so, I got it through look iTunes. Up just Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Anyways, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, if you look it up, it's Edge of Tomorrow on Google. Here we go. Maybe that's live, die, repeat. Edge of Tomorrow. They added that. They must have added that. Yes, they did. They, or they yeah. turned Edge of Tomorrow into the like the the, the subtitle. Right. I guess. Exactly. Because when it came out of theaters, I definitely it was, remember. It was definitely. And I remember hearing because what it, no, so here's what it was according to what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least with this new information, it started out as Live, Die, Repeat. When yes. it came out in theaters initially, they made it Edge of Tomorrow, and then I guess they added the Live, Die, Repeat. They just smashed to them make together. It a little bit, maybe probably exactly. make it a little more clear what the movie was about, too, actually. That's probably a good idea to do that, because then, like... Well, Live, Die, Repeat is probably the better title, yeah. right? Because that's exactly Edge of Tomorrow, what happens. Edge nobody of tomorrow knows like, what the hell that means what is in the that? context of the movie. You've, exactly. seen, you've seen that movie as well, right? Has everybody seen Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat, the Tom Cruise movie where he does the time travel? Yeah, that's a good movie. Go There's watch it. There's a good it. game based on it. There's a sequel coming out to that movie as well, by the way. Yes, there is. Um, I think featuring Emily Emily Bunt's mm-hmm, character. Mm-hmm. I think Emily Tom Bunt's Cruise is not coming back. Is the star of that one, but he doesn't do sequels. You know, you know what the other game Unless that it's I saw. Impossible. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's true, actually. Yeah, I he think I read sequels. somewhere that he says that he won't do sequels except for this particular one. Well, it's interesting, right? Because a dark universe was supposed to be yeah a dark universe, which never happened, right? But that's he's, why he's mad about it. Yeah, well, yeah. that would have been his next set Mission of sequels, Impossible. right? <laughs> well, yeah, something it's, like well, that. Well, his next movie universe, you can look at it that way, because that's what it is now, right? It's not even sequels and prequels. Well, it's movie universe. It's not even happening anymore, so... I'm kind of glad it's not. I did not like the way that movie went. Yeah, I heard The Mummy yeah. with Tom Cruise was kind of stupid. I didn't even try and watch and it. And it looks like they spoiled a lot of it in the trailer anyway, which is one of those things that I hate that no, they did Terminator Genesis. That was, that was a worse... <laughs> Trust me, the trailer didn't give away anything. Worse than him dying? Okay, well... Yeah, worse than him dying. Trust okay. me. And then yeah, but he ends up... Yes, that's, that's, well, that's we'll, what we'll, sucks. We'll talk about it later. The thing, the yeah. thing. Anyway. Okay. So, speaking of undead. Speaking of undead. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Were you going to finish a thought? Wolfenstein. Uh, Wolfenstein. 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 Balrog's getting angry. So, so, uh, Mecha Hitler. Tell us about Mecha Hitler. Uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? It's okay. so triggered. <laughs> Wolfenstein. Mecha Hitler. Mecha who? Like, you, you fight like, like, you fight like, like, uh, Hitler, like, in a, in an alien, like, robot suit, like, at yeah. the end of, of Wolfenstein 3D. The original, original, original I think, I think mm. the, the newer games are probably leaning more toward reality. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe, so, but, but... Yeah, I, but the, the one, older ones were, were wacky. The one that came out a few years ago, I think Wolfenstein 2049? I can't remember what the hell it was something called. Like, I don't know. That, that might be mixing it up with something else, but, the, but that one, like, the last leaned one? into the, the, the last one? stuff. Wasn't yeah. it like Colossus or something like that? Or No, there was Wolfenstein, the New Order, and Wolfenstein, uh, the New Colossus. There you go. That okay, one. yeah. That, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm confusing that with something else entirely. You pay like, BJ Blaskovich. It's got all that crazy occult stuff. Dude. It leads into all the, the, the rumored occult stuff that Hitler and the Nazis did during yes. World War II. That's why it's yes. so crazy. Um, yes. So, Wolf, yeah, Wolfenstein was always an awesome game. Again, just like Doom. That's one of the ones that I, that I like to play back on PC in the days. 
Um, so let's see. Okay. The other one that I wanted to mention real quick, and then I shall open the floor to somebody else to give us some more. We're geeking out about this stuff. Yeah, I got stuff. Um, I have three games I want to mention at least. Uh, the other game would be um, Vampire the Masquerade 2, which... Uh, for those of you that don't know what Vampire the Masquerade is, it is also a role-playing game in the vein of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, it uses Dungeons and Dragons Dungeons and Dragons rules. It just has its own rule set for this particular game. Is this an RPG? It is an RPG. Mm-hmm. It's an RPG. I believe it's going to be an action RPG, like in the vein of you know, like a Mass Effect, where you take real-time control of your character. I must say, the name sounds uh, corny though. Vampire Masquerade. It sounds like a vampire, vampire homecoming. Masquerade. It's really good. It, it makes game. sense though in the story yeah. because the story is basically that there's several clans of vampires. They're they're actually oh, vastly you, different. It's I think awesome. you mean covens. Covens. Yeah, there's there's yeah. several there's several covens of vampires to be more specific. So it's yeah. like underworld. Oh, isn't that coven? Well, yeah, that's covens of witches or covens of. Yeah, that's generally how it's supposed to be. Right. Witches are the ones with covens. covens. But I mean, an underworld. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the underworld yeah, yeah. has its own rules. We are vampires. Raise yeah. your fangs if you agree. Blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I hope you guys have been watching uh, what we do in the shadows because there was a great episode. Uh, we're recently. trying. We're trying to. We're trying to. Oh man, I can't spoil it for you. But anyways, anyways, this game. The thing that I loved about it is it had one of my favorite vampire mythologies of any vampire movie, show, game, or whatever. Because it's as the name implies, it's vampires that like. They, they control society, kind of, from behind the scenes. They're almost like Illuminati-style vampires, at least one of the clans in particular. There are a few that vie for control of the world, basically. Um, but they all have different powers. Like, there's vampires that are the bruisers. There's really intelligent vampires. There's vampires that are better with magic than other vampires. There's the real Nosferatu-style vampires who are disfigured, but so these can are also cl- disappear. So, so these are class-based vampires. They're class-based vampires, exactly. Um, which, you know, obviously fits the type of a Dungeons & Dragons style game. But it's got a great mythology, and the, the, the PC game that I played way back when just had some really great styled gameplay, really great characters, awesome missions. Um, so I'm hoping that this second one can reflect really well on the, on the, the gameplay of the first one. Because for me, Vampire the Masquerade, the first game, was very much ahead of its time. Great graphics. Big open worlds, lots of NPC cast, uh, lots of NPC missions. Excuse me, of a different variety, not just the boring go fetch and retrieve this thing. Like so the full RPGs. the full name of this game is Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines Two. Am I correct? Yes, that is correct. That okay. was the name of the first one, Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines, which came out for PC, and I think it came out for one of the consoles a little bit later on. But if I remember correctly, uh, it was very buggy on console which is probably why it never really became like a, a mainstream game. Right, but this second game is called Bloodlines 2. Yes, okay. that is correct. Yeah, the first one was definitely called Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. But that's something that I'm... That's, that's an E3 game that I'm very excited about, uh, and I haven't been excited about games, as you guys know, in many, many years, yeah. for the most part. I think this E3 has brought out the childhood in all of us. It's bringing yeah. back a lot of childhood oh, games. And, and oh it's God. funny, because yeah. Sony wasn't oh even God. there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sony didn't even show up for for the C3. Yeah. They probably just so like they're, they're probably gonna have their own. Yeah, they have their thing. like big lead right now, so like we don't even have to compete with you guys. Like we're the number one system by that. They, they have a lot of stuff coming out also. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean I'm sure they're gonna announce some sort of new system or something like that. Like for Well the Sony PS five well. is already there and it's uh oh, yeah, that's it's correct. A beast yeah, you're right with specs. You're right, you're so. right. The PS five has already been announced, so yes. Xbox actually Microsoft had to be the one to kinda counter that at E three and 
think they sort did. of did. Yeah, they sort of I did. think they did. Um, There's a lot of stuff I, I want to look at. Yeah. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about it. So I'm just going to run down a list, and I'm going to end up with the final one that I really, really am crazy over. Um, because there's a lot of stuff here. I mean, I don't even know where to start. You know, you had the Breath of the much. Wild 2, uh, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, oh, right? Dang. You've got Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. They're yep. remastering that. Uh, Ultimate Alliance 3, which is a game that I used to love way back when. <laughs> Avengers? Avengers. <laughs> and there's so much controversy with that because... Um, That's why I keep bringing We don't have Fat Thor. We have Fat Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> Which in, looks like his in his, riot armor. Oh my gosh, it's horrible! It's horrible. The gameplay um, looks fun though. No, it is, and and they're you, trying to do a lot of good things with it, and so see, it's exciting. Did you see the controversy about that at all, ASAP? About the uh, Avengers video game that's coming out? Yes, I did actually. I heard that. Um, Look it up. They're not trying to run um, with the MCU, um, which is fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people are having issues with the design of the characters and whatnot, which I can see why. Mm-hmm. But Captain like, America looks horrible, dude. But they want originality. I think that's. What I know, it is. but he looks exactly. like he's drunk. Oh damn! You know, he looks horrible. It doesn't matter anyway, because apparently at the beginning of the game, he's dead. So <laughs> he okay. can look as crappy as he wants. That's there at the end go. of the trailer. If you remember, there's a memorial to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, apparently there was some big thing that happened where the Avengers were partly responsible. That's like the story of the game, and they they reconvene years later when another big threat shows up. Mm-hmm. I like I like I don't really care about them having the MCU likenesses no, or fine. voices because you know what? Ultimate Alliance is not gonna is not gonna have their likenesses, and nobody's complaining about that. Yeah, it's just the design looks horrible. Yeah, and that's it's basically Hank, it's what Hank it is. Hank Pym, not Scott Lang. It's Hank Pym. Oh, man. Man. Not Scott Lang. Like, they're going with the comic book characters. Yeah. What the heck's the big deal? The only thing that, that kind of annoys me is that they say that they're doing their own influence for these characters, but uh, the tone, the guy who does the voice of Tony Stark, you can tell he's totally trying to impersonate Robert Downey Jr. There's even a joke he makes that I think is a joke from the, one of the MCU movies. So the, the, the other characters, I don't care. The Tony Stark voice... Rub me a little bit the wrong way, because it's like if you're gonna do your own take on the game, like don't copy Robert Downey Jr. But whatever, like I don't know, the game looks pretty cool to me. What else, like Meta, Wall? What else are you guys like well, getting into from this from this uh, E3? There's Gears Five. Gears Five. Gears Five. Blair Witch, which looks I, really really interesting. I didn't see that one. Oh yeah. Meta, you're about to explode over there. Tell us about it. Yeah, What's... I did not know they were coming out with a game with that. It looks remotely interesting. The Blair Witch one or the... yeah? Oh, you Blair saw Witch you looks really some good. trailers for it. What does mm-hmm. the gameplay look like? like? It's um, it's very much like Far Cry, right? It's uh, some at some open, point. Open it's a, only you're it's first, not. It's first first person. It's a first person, but it's more like a survival horror game. Yes, yes, yes. Right? But I, like I said, when you when you look at it, it looks it has like that first person view so, of, of Far Cry, but it it's obviously a horror movie. You know what I'm saying? Maybe horror it's game. um, there was a it's it's that reminds me more so of. It's not Silent Hill. Um, it's not no, not Silent Hill. Not Silent Hill. Maybe, but maybe more in the vein of the Chronicles of Riddick games. And there was a yeah, game. something like that. What the heck is that game? There was an Xbox game that came out a few years ago, um, where you you have to go into a haunted mansion and there's like a monster chasing you around. You have a video camera, and you have to record like a lot of the the, the terrible goings on. You have no weapons, and you're just running from monsters and creatures and mm-hmm. beasts and all that for the entire game. It's actually a pretty cool game, and they made a sequel. A couple of years ago as well. Yeah. Um, so Blair Witch game. What else? What else? Well, you got Jedi Fallen Order. I was yeah. gonna say yeah. that looks really awesome too. Uh huh. Uh huh. And um, the one that I think I'm geeking out the most is Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Hell yeah! Oh that yeah, looks yeah. I saw that really, too. Really, 
that's I mean I've always I, been a fan of the Ghost Recon games. Um, whether it be uh, you know Ad- Advanced Warfighter, what, what were the other ones? There was Future uh, Soldier. Future mm-hmm. Soldier. That wasn't there one in Vegas. Um, no, that, that was had, that was Rainbow Six. Oh, that was Rainbow Six. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. But like you but, got all the ones from Wildlands. Yeah. Wildlands is a great example. Dude, and John Bernthal as a, exactly as Walker or the Punisher. Borderlands. Didn't, didn't Borderlands Three play, is another one that's coming out, right? Used to play Ghost Recon on PC every once in a while, right? Didn't mm-hmm. Well, which which one was that? Was that the? That was just Ghost Recon. It was the original one, right? Yeah, the original PC mm-hmm. one that we played many, 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 many moons ago when it was a first-person shooter primarily. Before they, you know, changed the gameplay up a little bit here and there, but it's still an yeah. awesome, still an awesome game. I think the next one that I played the most was Advanced Warfighter. So, um, but that that to me sounds interesting. I mean, there's other games. You look at Panzer Dragoon; they're mm-hmm. remaking that. That was an know? awesome game back in the day. Yep. that was one of the best best uh, Sega Saturn Saturn games. That and was a Sega Saturn game. Lastly, for me, it's going to be Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which I, I can't wait to see more of that. I want to see more of exactly what the gameplay is going to be about on that one. It's supposed to be more open world than than most of the other games. Right, right. That, there are some games that that reflects on from the past, but like I love Dragon Ball Z fighting games, so the story is cool and all, but like I've seen the story of Kakarot like eighteen billion times. Yeah, well. So you have to go yeah, to a that's what I was going to say. You know? Toriyama is actually working on this game, okay. which is different from all the other games. Yeah. You okay. Know? So he's okay. he's got a direct link to this, so that seems pretty interesting to me. Yeah, so just one more thing, and then that's going to be it for our E3 segment, I guess. And so basically on the topic of childhood, there is one thing that really has my interest peaked, Mm -hmm. and that is the Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga. That looks really cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, Like, I saw it, it was basically a bunch of the clips from all the old games and you have some of the new one but it's gonna be everything yeah it's like basically every bit of skywalker based star wars storyline squeezed into one lego game basically yeah. right it's basically the saga films one through nine yeah so the mad quest for studs begins again so, <laughs> oh lord you're gonna go crazy on that game. That looks yeah. fun. E3 looks pretty awesome. Not to mention like all of the the great gaming stuff, all the great systems that have been announced, and all the other good stuff that we're gonna see at E3. But let's talk a little bit about what is our focus for the week. Uh, the movie of the week, or the movie of the hour, the underwhelming movie, unfortunately, that opened just a couple of weeks ago. The saga, the sad saga, that is the Dark Phoenix. X-Men Dark Phoenix. May you rest in peace. Let's just get it out there, guys. Or is it? What did you think of it? Um, you know what? I'll ask myself first what I, what I thought of it. X-Men Dark Phoenix was disappointing. There's no other way to put it. Um, I liked the the actors that they chose for the roles in this movie. It felt to me a lot like... Because I, I had a, an issue with First Class. I didn't really like First Class very much. I know that there's some people that dis- debate that and dispute that. But I definitely liked most of the people they chose to be the characters in First Class. I love Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy. Jennifer Lawrence got bored over the years, whatever. Nicholas Holt is good as Beast. Um, so, like, I enjoyed the actors that they chose for these roles. But to me, like... As I saw Dark Phoenix, as the first act ended, I could see why they wanted to make it. I mean, I know why, but I could see why they wanted to make this more than one movie because I feel like the first act 
when we have the the big moments or the big death that ends the first act, that is a natural place to end a movie. Have the whole first movie. If you, I mean, if you really want to do the fan service thing for X Men: Dark Phoenix, the whole first movie is about her acquiring the power, ending with her doing what she did, the big death. It's a big, it's a really good place to hang the first movie on. It's a really good way to give us like a, a good, a storyline place to kind of cut off, an emotional place to kind of cut off, and to me, if they had spread this over. Two movies, at the very least, I think would have been. I, able to I do would it. want three. I would want honest. three, but I think two could still be successful. You know what I mean? I think they still could have been successful yeah, making it into two movies. It naturally, the way that the movie progressed to me in those three acts and in the finale, could have easily been three movies. And I feel like if they took more time with 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 the story material, took more time with almost like again, it has to be mentioned because it's the other big pod publisher thing at the moment that people are disappointed with. To me. The, the first act was kind of like Daenerys' big big turn. Uh, it was it was just like, it was too fast. Yeah, we got hints of it, but then again, you have in, in X-Men Apocalypse, she gets the power of the Phoenix, and then she gets it again, unexplained. Nobody says why that is. But like, there, there should have been some wrestling with this new dynamic, with this new dynamic where Jean Grey is the most powerful freaking mutant in the universe. There's no, there's no time in the movie for her to really wrestle with that. And then the end of the first act, going into the second act, you have them reintroduce one of the other big main characters. Um, to me, the way that Magneto gets into the movie is forced. <laughs> it's super forced. Um, and I love Michael Fassbender. I love Magneto. That whole scene where he first shows up, his justification for being in the conflict, it makes a lot of sense. But the way the reason that that she went to see him makes little sense to me. It was just there to shoehorn in a scene where her where where Jean Grey and Magneto, it, you know, constipated Magneto, struggle over the helicopter. Like there were just too many things where they were setting up a set piece to have like a cool action sequence, like an Endgame or a Captain Marvel action sequence, and more on that in a minute. But like there was too much where it was just setting up an action sequence or a set piece. And it just didn't put enough thought into the real ramifications for every character. And, and, final important thought, why on earth did they take out the best line from the trailer? Charles, tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. Why did they take out the clip of Charles and Cyclops arguing about what to do? I don't know what to do. Why did they take that out? Those are my thoughts, basically, on X-Men Dark Phoenix. And we can go a little bit further into it for you guys as well. So we're going to say goodbye to Jose on this, but we're bringing in Wolfie to take his place because he has some stuff to talk about when it comes to Dark Phoenix. Right? Yeah, yes, I do. Yeah, so um, let's let's put it out to everybody because we got Jose's take on it. Um, what did you guys think of Dark Phoenix? By the way, I just want to say that I didn't see it, but I don't mind speaking about it, asking you guys what's well, up. Ask, ask us questions and, and yeah, we'll, yeah, let's we'll go give ahead you... And, uh... We'll give you feedback on what it is and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Cool, cool. So, what about what about Dre? He saw it. Uh, Eli saw it. Everybody else, everybody has seen the movie yeah. except for Asap Balrog. Yeah. So. Thoughts? Yeah. Huh? Thoughts from everybody? Thoughts on the movie? Yeah, let's go. So, um, Eli, what did you think? So, I know um, Meta kind of wanted to speak about this, so I'll, uh, I guess me and him will do it. 
Um, one of my favorite scenes was when um, uh, she smited. Uh, uh, okay, I need to say it. The Dark <laughs> yeah. Phoenix performed a smiting. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. That was honestly crazy because... Um, Metatron approved. <laughs> yeah, according to uh, Supernatural um, my- mythology, I guess, um, to do that, you need to have the power of an angel. Well, not even that. Basically. It's just the the action she performed. Yeah. Basically, palm to the forehead, the guy disintegrates. It's a smiting. Yeah. So that was one of my favorite scenes. I didn't get a chance to see them. Talk re- about a nerd out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I didn't get the chance. I didn't Happily. get a chance to see the rest of the movie. Um, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about the stop. Stop. Okay. okay. So, so stop. I don't know. It's all good. It just means there's, there's another opportunity for you to go see it and contribute. Yeah. Contribute to their bottom line. I'm wondering. Which is in, very bottom. In regards to Jean Grey, um, played by Sophie Turner, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Queen Sansa. So, was Jean Grey's physical form ever like altered by the Dark Phoenix, or was she always Jean Grey, but she was like somewhat possessed, so to speak, yeah, by the Dark Phoenix? More like a well, possession. Okay. It's a weird thing because we don't really know if Jean Grey ceased to exist when she was possessed by the Phoenix but Force. But I'm saying, I'm saying her physical form, though. Or if the Phoenix Force is is fully her embodying kind of like supernatural a vessel, right? And and I, I think we have we have. Um, I don't know if they ever made that clear in the movie. Did so, they? So maybe not necessarily in the movie, but I think in comic lore. Um, I believe that uh, when when the Phoenix Force uh, overcame Jean Grey, she did become a different person. She mm-hmm. acted different. She had a different mentality, different psychology, and maybe not necessarily her physical form, physical appearance changed, but you know her psyche changed completely, which essentially makes her a different person. You know, um, and uh, and that's just when she became the Phoenix. When she becomes a Dark Phoenix, Phoenix, that's just a whole another transformation. So. Um, I, I believe, like in the comics, they did refer to she herself referred to her as three separate beings: Jean Grey, mm-hmm. the Phoenix, and Dark Phoenix as three separate people. You know. Um, I don't think they ever made that clear in the movie, though. In no, the movie, they, didn't, they it, didn't make a lot of things clear in the movie. Yes, I know, I know, I know. So, um, well, there's that. So there you go. You know. Okay. So there's like different like roles, so to speak, of. Jean Grey, like there's different personalities, so to speak. Well, in the movies, her personality did change a little bit. You yeah, know? yeah, she absolutely. she she absolutely. got darker, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you know, and her motivations were different in the movie as well. Yeah, I mean, like her motive as as compared to the comic, you say, or no, within the movie itself. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah. I mean, that's you know, her motivations change, her desires, her reactions, her you know, her psyche change. Her being changed, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of the whole thing. And and, and and just so you know, the whole point, the whole moral of this story is the whole thing behind absolute power corrupts absolutely. You know, uh, like the Iron Throne, like the Iron Throne. You know, when you have like all the, the power ring. in the world, you can't help, you can't <laughs> help but use it. And a lot of times, that power kind of becomes, uh, that power ends up kind of, um, uh, again, corrupting it, and 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 you know. The issue with uh, the Phoenix and, and Jean Grey's character um, that she has to contemplate is that when she uses power and she's overcome by that power and and she uses it in the wrong way 
and she kind of comes back to that whole like Jean Grey psyche, uh, almost kind of like schizophrenia. You That's say. the thing. Is she able to manipulate the Phoenix, or does it no. manipulate her? No, 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 no. So like when she becomes a Dark Phoenix, it just comes. You know, like when mm. she she goes to that, and it's just you know a power surge that overtakes her mind, and then her raw emotions are acting out versus her own like um, mind keeping it in check. You know. So, Wolfie, what did you think about the movie? So, personally, I don't think that it was that bad of a movie. I actually think it was a good movie. I liked the movie. I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit for what it was. Um, I, I went in there um, with, you know, I think it was better that I saw it a week later. <laughs> I just saw it last night. And, you know, I went in there, obviously, already at rock bottom. So, there was no, <laughs> I couldn't go anywhere but up right like I, I i've seen all the review scores i didn't read any of the reviews because i don't like to read reviews before i watch a movie i just like to see what the general opinion is based on like you know a rating scale and i saw the rotten tomatoes had at 22 percent and a lot of people were kind of bashing it so i went in there already with like kind of like a mindset well like all right i'm not going to get my hopes up for a good movie but then I came out pleasantly surprised that, to me, it was a good movie. It wasn't a great movie, and it wasn't the best way to tell the Phoenix saga. Or the Phoenix, well, a saga, yeah. Because it, it should have been multiple movies. Um, but the way that they showed it, the way that they did it, I think was way better than X3. Uh, and I think it was a... I think that the intention that the director, Kimberg had um, was was the right direction, you know, making the movie a melodramatic movie, uh, kind of more, um, less, less, uh, blockbuster action sequences every five minutes and more, um, showing Gene go through the struggle and go through like, you know, trying to, to, to control the power and not being able to control it, showing, uh, Xavier and his mistake that he made. You know, because if you remember the mistake that he made with Jean Grey was mm -hmm. trying to block her memory of, um, you know, what happened with her family at, when she was young and stuff like that. And and you, I think a lot of people dismiss uh, the fact that Xavier, this is the first X-Men, basically, right? So this is the first person that, the first instance where he's had to, you know, try to control uh, a mutant's power. It's funny because they... young. And they also they almost made him out to be almost like a villain in this movie. Yeah, if you, if yeah. you think about it, it's, it was a really weird turn, you know. Yeah, that yeah. for me, it, it kind of took me a little bit aback at that point because I, we're so used to seeing Professor X in this, you know, wise type of light and stuff. Yes. And this really was the first instance where it's like, well, not only did he make a mistake, but they're vilifying him for it. You know? So 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 it's funny because I see this um, myself as being a martial arts instructor, mm -hmm. um, and I've been an instructor for a while, but I still consider myself a young instructor in the sense that like I haven't been in the game with like for for a long time, like like a lot of like my instructors and stuff like that that have been teaching for like fifteen twenty years. Um, I've been teaching for about twelve, which I mean it, it is it is a long time, but. I did see some parallels with Xavier, right? Because he's he's a teacher. He's trying to run this group and all that. And he has everything with good intentions. Mm -hmm. But along the way, certain accolades make him vain, right? Which they showed. They, showed, well. they showed the vanity. Mm -hmm. um, and 
and until you make your until you until you fall for the first time you feel like you're invincible so aside from coaching up until the, the up until the point that like i i made a big mistake with like a student where i coached him wrong for a fight and um and i you know he ended up losing and it's all been my fault because i i just assumed that there was nothing that i could do wrong you know that's what xavier kind of went through in this movie okay. everything that he did he did with the assumption that this is the right way because he hasn't seen the wrong way yet mm. he hasn't made a mistake yet for him to say oh you know what like he hasn't made a mistake to learn from yet you know and, i can see that i can definitely see I that i think that they didn't like vilify him they humanized him because up until this point every single iteration that we've seen of xavier is a man that's you know basically a holy man he's almost like the pope right exactly right? but in this one they show his hubris right and and i guess i guess you're right in in the sense that it humanizes him because you know what we all have that rise and we all have yeah, that thing yeah. where we think we're invincible yeah, and stuff absolutely. like that and you always have to get humbled yeah, to bring you, you back humbled, down right? right so i guess in the, in the sense i agree with you in that but it seemed like it was very extreme right because i don't know that it was because extreme. because was if extreme. you look at and and again continuity in x-men really really sucks all right yeah but that's not the x-men's fault that's fox's fault right exactly <laughs> exactly i no disagreement yes, there yes, right yes. but it in the prior ones they they like you said he's like a holy man right that yeah. that everything yeah, that yeah. he does is right this is really the first instance where we've seen him want to take those accolades right it yeah, seems but like let's, it's let's, a totally let's, no, 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 different no no no, no. character but let's remember almost, right no not necessarily because see here's the thing okay let's not forget that this is a young professor x no right? no doubt no doubt i agree with that you know what I'm so saying? every single instance that we've seen we've seen a professor x that has learned from his mistakes we just didn't know what those mistakes were right but but again you know he still was on this level right he, yeah. he wasn't he, was he wasn't level, yeah. he wasn't the the instagram want to be you know posting yeah, yeah. trying to get a million followers and mm -hmm. stuff like that and in this movie they kind of made him like that right because yeah. instead of being with the team he was out you know promoting himself and, yes, and taking yeah, yeah, those yeah. awards and yeah. stuff so that's the thing that was a little bit you know weird for me in terms of his characterization in this movie again that's you why know? i think that it makes him human not a right. villain though well yeah. Well, yeah, yeah but yeah i guess it's it's you know yeah. different ways of looking at it yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like i mean they definitely know? did not make him look like the good guy you know and which right. is why like i mean real quick is, is this is this like spoil i mean we're yeah we're, right? we're going that, whole ham on this, this, you know one, this one i i think that like nobody cares too much if we spoke too much but exactly that's also kind of why like at the end of the movie they exiled him essentially right you know? and which he is a, which is school. a good thing and but we're never gonna get uh we're never gonna get a payoff to that right <laughs> yeah i guess so but you know what like kind of sucks if you think about it it does i mean I, honestly i think that like i think that the way that everything happened and even with that being like the ending with uh xavier kind of like leaving the school and just kind of like retiring and 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 you know doing his own thing to like at the end of the movie is perfectly fine because i don't think that like marvel in any way can pick up where at no. any point that Fox did anything. If, if Marvel were to pick up the, the X-Men series at any point in the timeline of Fox's production, I don't think that they would follow anything. So I no. think that, like, when it comes time to it, and Marvel has been on the record saying that it's not going to be for another five years. Right. It's going to take a while before these guys get It's going to take a while before they get anything. Um, I think it's the smart move. Marvel might know, like, you know what, we need to give, like, the world a break, let them forget about X-Men, and then completely reboot it. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that you know? because you know what? I, I think we've had to suffer through apocalypse. Yes. Right? Uh, uh, I know your Metatron is groaning over here because he actually enjoyed the movie. I absolutely hated Apocalypse. Yeah, so did I. Um, Except for Olivia Munn, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> there's you, a lot of you can do that, no wrong. There's Tyler. a lot of people that you think can do that no way wrong. also. You know, but we had to suffer through Apocalypse, right? And we didn't have to suffer through this movie because this movie. I even told you when when I when I first went to see it and you asked me how it was, I said it's not as bad. As yeah, everybody, did, did, yeah. everybody says, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's not the greatest movie, but, and I kind of echo what Jose said, it's a disappointing movie because, um, yeah. and, and these are some of the things that I thought was disappointing because, you know, you, again, we're back to the Phoenix saga. We weren't, we weren't that far away from the first one. And we that was a disappointment no. in that of itself. That was a huge disappointment. Right? You know? That was one of the worst X-Men movies probably out there. Um, the X-Men Origins with Deadpool notwithstanding. We're not going to talk about that one. Um, oh, God. But, um, I forgot that exists. Yeah, it's still out there, you know. ASAP likes that movie, though. Wait, which one what? is that? X-Men Origins uh, with Deadpool. Oh, yeah, Origins Wolverine. Origins I Wolverine. Liked it. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I liked it. <laughs> Leave the room right now. <laughs> well, I haven't watched all the X-Men movies, so. doesn't matter. <laughs> I liked just, it. Just the characterization of Deadpool alone is just... You know that's suicidal as it is already. That's that's just bad movie yeah, making right there. I mean, I, I they guess shut his mouth. The whole well, thing I guess about Deadpool if, is if that he, he wanna, like talks too much. Right, but I guess <laughs> you can say that that's kind of meta in a way, right? If you want to Metatron, I'm not talking about you, but I'm just saying, right? But you look you look at the way this movie came about, and so we were talking about this before, um, where this thing has been pushed back how many times yeah, yeah you've had the instances where people were talking about reshoots so this movie came in with a lot of negativity to begin with so so to talk a little bit about that um so this is why i think that like like personally i don't fault the movie when you take things into context and perspective i think the movie is better now let me give you that context and perspective all right this movie was originally slated to come out in november of last year a winter time it got pushed to February of this year, which is still winter. It's the winter season. It's the lull. Uh, you don't really see too many action movies coming out. There's no such thing as a... Uh, Excuse me. Not that there's no such thing as a blockbuster movie coming out in the winter time, but it's rare. And most blockbuster movies are, are, are you know shown in the summertime, right? It's becoming um, less rare, though, now. You know, with Star Wars it, it, and it with is, Aquaman It is. It is, simply things. because... And I think that, like... And I'll go to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, but the whole thing with blockbuster movies is that there is a theme to blockbuster movies. There's a lot of comedy. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of heartfelt emotion. There's, there's, there's a and and there's usually always a um, kind of like a rising of the hero and 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 you know the unveiling of the hero moment. Dark Phoenix is never ever ever supposed to be that. And if you try to make that, mm-hmm. if you try to make, here's my thing. If you make Dark Phoenix as a blockbuster movie, I think would bomb also. Simply because if you try to make a Dark Phoenix movie where like you have comic relief and then you you show like the 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 the, I the think you hero could being awesome. My thing is that if you're movies. A, even so, we're talking about like the trilogy, mm-hmm. right? And what what Walt is talking about as far as the trilogy goes, the trilogy goes is um, pertaining to like the current movie, right? I'm talking about the hypothetical. 
if you take Phoenix, even if you make it into three movies and you make it this like summer blockbuster with like all the explosion and all the bells and whistles, I think it fails because Dark Phoenix is supposed to be a dark movie. It's supposed to be a sad movie. And if you follow the comic, it's you know, she commits suicide. It's a dark it's a dark head. movie for yeah. Dark Phoenix. And right? my thing is that like Kinberg had the intention of making a melodramatic movie that wasn't supposed to come out after Endgame in the in the beginning of the summer blockbuster feel. So let me let me put this question to all of you guys here, um, because, and and I hate to to compare everything to the MCU, but honestly, the MCU right now is the gold standard when yes, it comes to combined universes, right? Absolutely. And so we look we look at that as kind of the placeholder and say, okay, well. Everything is now going to be compared to that, right? Yeah. So the beauty of the MCU, right, is that we've had how many number of films to connect with these characters? They're yeah. almost, we can almost look at these characters and say, okay, I know what this character is yeah, going to yeah. do in a certain yeah. situation. I think one of the biggest problems, especially with this movie, is that we haven't had that with that, with these characters. This is true. Especially with Gene Gray, because when did we meet Jean, this iteration of Jean Grey? Yeah, we met her in Apocalypse. Apocalypse, yeah. half the movie, yeah. right? We haven't had time to connect with her as a character. No, no, that's absolutely right? true. And so when all of this stuff is happening to her, you know, I hate to say it, but when I'm, I'm watching the movie, there, I didn't have a connection to that. There was nothing that, that said, oh, this crap, is true. I, no. can't, you know, I can't believe this is happening to her. I was like, oh, well, okay, it happened. Moving on to the next scene. Absolutely you know? true. And that goes to, like, uh, the thing that I want to get back to, right? So, um, so the first point of uh, how, like, you know, it's a, a blockbuster movies happening only in the summer are more rare and rare. It is because there is a continuity of a universe now. So the concept of the universe that is true. makes it so that, like, there's no such thing as a movie, blockbuster movie, only happening in the summer. The main blockbuster movie happens in the summer while all the other movies in the universe happen outside of it. So there is still the summer blockbuster, such as Endgame. Oh, no doubt. That no happens. doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Everything absolutely. else that feels like a summer blockbuster movie happening, like, later in the year, early in the year, are all setups for that summer. Okay. Now, I agree with that. The only way that you can do something like that for Dark Phoenix is if you create an X Men universe, which I would absolutely love. Did you hear the? If they did an X-Men Did you hear universe. the rumors? Of, I did not hear the rumors. Okay, so please spill the rumors to, the, going to, to me and the public. I'm going to blow your mind, right? Blow my mind. Because if Fox had not been taken over by Disney, the thought was they were going to create a cinematic universe that had X Men. And the Fantastic Four in it at the same time. That was the that oh, wait, was made the, by Fox. Made by Fox. Yeah, no, thank you. You know what I'm saying? And but, De- and Deadpool and all the yeah. characters that they've had they have underneath that roof. Right. They were all going to put them in. Now I get it. Fox has not been the best studio, but you got to give them credit because they did put out Logan and they did put out the two Absolutely. Deadpool movies. Absolutely. So there is. A semblance where there could have been yeah, yeah. some success with that. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. And you know what? Like, I think that Marvel, if you're listening, I hope you are. I hope you're part of our uh, one of our uh, 20 billion subscribers that we have out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're listening, I think it's an awesome idea to create a X-Men cinematic universe where you have the X-Men, Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, Galactus. You have all these property that, that the ones that really, in my opinion... You know, at least from my perspective, 
it's these properties that make me made me fall in love with Marvel and Iron Man and Hulk and Captain America. Those were all secondary to me, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, like I think that like Marvel with the uh, the Thanos saga, the Infinity War, the Infinity Gauntlet saga, uh, did uh, fan service to all the uh, '70s and early '80s babies. Um, I think it's time to give the late 80s and 90s babies their fan service, which is going to be the X-Men Cinematic Universe. That would be amazing. So let's talk about the MCU and the X-Men in general, because the MCU, in my mind, has already set up an avenue to bring these guys in, right? Especially with Endgame, because now they're messing around with with the notion of timelines. They've created separate timelines because of the events of Endgame. Yes. There is a possibility that we can have a sort of secret wars. Oh my God! If they right? Secret wars, Jesus Christ! Would that not be? Uh, that would be the perfect way to introduce the X Men and the Fantastic Four because now we have mm. anom- anomalies mm. in time and multiverses because know, of Endgame. Be, that might That's... be too big of a bite to, to, to chew. I think if you start now and drop the nuggets, I think I have I an think idea how it should be done. get there. Elias? That's actually exactly what I was thinking because um, since, um, you know how Bruce Banner did the thing with the Time Stone? Mm-hmm. That could have possibly created another reality where the Fantastic Four and the X-Men were in the same uni- universe as the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, though, that that would be, like, almost, like, too too easy. You know, I think that that's almost, like, what would be expected. I think what true. they can do, if I'm Marvel... Hit us, hit us, again, Wolfie. I create, like, this whole X-Men universe that has nothing to do with parallel universes and timelines and all that stuff. Okay. okay? It just strictly has to do with introducing all the... Uh, all the, uh, the 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 X Men uh, characters and and, and all there the properties at the end. There's a lot. The X Men universe is, I think, bigger than what we saw at, at, as far as like the recent Marvel universe, right? Mm-hmm. You create that separate universe completely to give us a little bit of a break while feeding us a, a few movies here and there, like Spider Man and a future movie on like whatever. You know what I mean? Like all these other movies that still like keep the whole timeline and parallel universes idea alive and then at the end of the x-men you know universe saga you create the secret war saga right that would be good so then the third phase of like universes the third universe that would be created would be the secret war saga that that combines the parallel universes of the marvel uh universe and then the x-men universe together and so that would be amazing for the rest of my life. And it, it, it's interesting because um, it'll take like thirty years. To finish. And I want to get your thoughts on this, Metatron, because it's interesting because the plans we haven't gotten really good plans on what Phase Four is supposed to be. There are yeah, rumblings, anything. but there are rumblings, and and so there's there's a thought that we're not going to have the same type of storyline like we had for the Infinity Saga, right? And what they're going to be focusing on, they're going to be splitting up this universe. One being Earth-based that deals with Norman Osborn as a bad guy. That's the rumors. Yeah. Again, and again, I, I put this out there with a grain of salt because you know how rumors are in the MCU. There's a lot of rumors flying all over the place. There's fan theories all over. Right, and some of it is, is wrong. But there's a lot of rumors right now where they're going to not focus on one overarching 
a villain. Um, but they're going to be Earth-based, and that's going to be Norman Osborn. And then you're going to have a separate kind of three or four movie arc that deals with space. So okay. this is the perfect opportunity, like you said, to start building that X-Men universe while they're doing these little things here and there because yeah. there is yeah. not one big storyline in the MCU where you're going to have to adhere to all of those things like you did before. So what do you guys think about that? Um, actually, I want to say something. Is the Beyonder part of the Secret Wars? So there's two Secret Wars. There is the one that I grew up with that is probably one of my all-time favorite The, the, the real books. Secret Wars. Right, exactly. That's the Beyonder. Right, and the Beyonder is this huge godlike figure that brings in all of these characters onto Battle World for his enjoyment just to yeah. fight and so, stuff. So, what if they could do that with the Fantastic Four, X Men, and the Avengers? It's basically what. Um, well, there's a second Secret Wars, yeah. right? The second Secret Wars dealt with, and were the Beyonders in that as well? Um, I don't remember. I don't think so, no. But the second Secret Wars is maybe what you're thinking about. Because in that one, um, Doctor, Doctor Strange, uh, Reed Richards, Doctor Doom, they find out that the multiverses are collapsing onto themselves, right? And so what they do is they create their version of Battle World and they put all the main heroes onto that thing to kind of protect them. But those heroes, they have no idea what's going on. And there's literally an army of Thors protecting that realm. And so the multiverses are collapsing. And that's how we have in that universe both a Peter Parker and a Miles Morales in the same universe. So that's, that's a way where, like Wolfie said, you have your X-Men over there. You have your Fantastic Four over there. You have your MCU over there. You mash them all together, and now you have one universe that has all these characters in that cinematic universe. So, I'm just I mean, wondering back going back to first class, which I know Wolfie over here doesn't like. <laughs> no, no, I no, know. no, he likes. He doesn't like it. Jose is no, the one no, doesn't I, like. as I was not not first class, Origins. Oh yes, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering, Ray Donovan, Sabretooth. I love him as an actor. Yeah. What ha He's really What happened good. to him? Because he, he lived. He somewhat reconciled with his brother after. I don't, they never explained what happened to Ray Donovan after that. Did he just go to California and become a Ray Donovan. bounty hunter? Yeah. For, yeah. So, so, so here's the thing that you need to understand about Origins. <laughs> is that Origins doesn't really exist. Okay? Anything that happened in Origins, just throw it out in the trash. Okay? Um, so how did Logan become an amnesiac? Well, that's just like part of his like already. Yeah, his, and his that lore. they that's mentioned that the, uh, that's through the Weapon X program. Yeah. They deleted his uh, memory oh. of anything that happened before the Weapon X program, this which is, is so why confusing. he didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, exactly. If what? you watch X Men Origins, you're gonna be confused. Yeah, it's better to not watch X Men Origins. And I can't believe there's, I can't believe that there's critics out there that say that X Men Origins was better than Dark Phoenix. There really I, is I disagree out there. with that. Completely. A hundred percent. What about the A hundred percent. What about the Wolverine? Is that necessary to watch or is that also garbage? The one where he goes to Japan. No, that one's not garbage. That one's great. Yeah, that one's really good. But it also is But it doesn't not, connect in any way. I just way didn't to like the Silver Samurai. 
I wasn't too happy about the way they characterize it as a robot. Again, that's Fox. You know? If it's Marvel, he would yeah. not. They would not do that. They're no, but mm-hmm. the Wolverine doesn't connect whatsoever to the main arc, or I don't know what. No, no, no there not even is a main arc. So no, it, it, so the Wolverine doesn't. And we're getting a little bit off topic here, but it would, I'd love <laughs> to explain this. So like the Wolverine, the one that goes where he goes to Japan and and everything, it doesn't uh, have anything to do with uh, the timeline and everything. With the uh, with Fox's run on on the X Men line because it is considered the Wolverine's considered an X Men movie because it's Wolverine. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But it does it is an an important phase in Wolverine's life. That is a great storyline. Great storyline. Where he line. goes to Japan and, and and everything. What the hell? I would have loved for them to show him in that movie. I would have loved for them to show him as a young Wolverine trained by the hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and fighting ninjas, and that's what—that's where he learned how to fight. Actually, he learned in Japan. He learned yeah, with the hand. He was part of the hand. Oh, okay. wait, what? Yes, he learned how to be a samurai. Absolutely, and then he left. Then he left the hand. He, he left the hand, came to America, and then he went on his journey, and then he became part of uh, the X Men. Before that, all he was—he was part of the oh. X Force of Canadian soldiers. He didn't have hand-to-hand combat. Or any kind of martial arts skills, all he had was, you know, his his tactical fighting sense. Well, so why did Fox create a spin-off movie for the Wolverine called The Wolverine, but it's not connected to their other X-Men movies? Cash. That's all it is. They just want to cash in on the property, just Wol- like everything that yeah. they do. Wolverine know? is by far the most most popular character um, of the X-Men universe. Probably, he's he's up there with Spider-Man. I would I would. Close to it. I so would, I would the say. current figure is, and this is funny because I saw this about a week ago. Oh boy! Currently, so Spider Man is still considered one of the, the top two favorites. Mm-hmm. Okay, number one is Deadpool. Wolverine is number three. Okay. So, Deadpool, but it's funny that Deadpool is because of the movies, is, though, right? It's because of the movies, yeah. But still, Deadpool, who who is a new entry into like the cinematic world of of, of comic book movies, mm-hmm. has unseated. Spider-Man, who's been like a and he fan had, favorite for forty years, he hasn't been around that long in the comics either. Because and then that the was, other, we're also talking about as like among comic book readers, mm-hmm. not just film, uh, not just the films. Right in comic books, Deadpool is number one. And, and like I said, it's it's funny because he's been around what since the nineties. I think that's when ninety four. I believe that's when Liefeld created him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it and was when uh, ninety four is when everybody had to have yeah. pockets and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's not that. It's been what twenty some odd years for him. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I I, I want to kind of put like a little bit of an end cap, but uh, Dre, um, what exactly? What are your final thoughts on on Dark Phoenix? Yeah, Dre Dre was Dre's still recuperating. AKA Metatron. Yeah, he's he's uh, still recuperating from the fact that Wolverine was part of the hand. <laughs> it's like <laughs> he, he was like, "Listen, my young Padawan, bro, you've got much just to so learn." That you understand, Wolverine at one point, like in the comics, he didn't even he had like a straight up bandana. He didn't even have like a cowl. So it was Bardock. sick. It was sick. Yeah, Joe Madureira. I love Joe Mad. Yep. Well. So, Honestly, I found Dark Phoenix enjoyable. I mean, compared to what was it, X three, I'd say it's significantly better. I would a hundred percent agree with that also because I am not a fan of X three, not at all. So, was there anything that you you saw that was like totally crazy or something that you really enjoyed, something that you I really think hated? We all know what I already enjoyed. The smiting, right? Yes. There was See, that. Straight from a supernatural fan, right? 
That and I really liked how she was portrayed in this movie. Okay. Like, especially since I, I didn't even realize it at first. Because originally I thought X3 was all about the Dark Phoenix. But then you added that, that bit in where it's like, oh, they're taking away their powers. And then you told me it was secondary. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just showed him a picture of Joe Mad's version of a... Uh... Wolverine with a that bandana instead of a cow. That is dope. That is and a this is when he was training with interesting a, look. Yeah. It was basically like a ninja cap and shit. So mm -hmm. Freaking awesome. Hmm. Anyway, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, uh, but um, yeah. So, as a secondary thing, yeah, this really felt like it was more of a, a very, uh, how do you say, not secondary. As, not an, it's not a story that should be secondary to a story that's already in place. Like, I can, I can see that. The thing with the aliens kind of weirded me out, but it was so good. It, I, I do want to go, like, into kind of, like, my final recap of the movie. Um, the, I think that, you know, there's a lot of things that were kind of amiss in this movie. But if you go in there without a lot of expectation i think that you can really enjoy the movie because there was a lot i think that, that that it's like a diamond in the rough you know it had great acting i think um by uh by sophie turner and and, and yeah and, she did she did pretty good i mean she carried the movie obviously yeah. you know like she did a great job of showing emotion showing rage showing lust like when she had moments that she was like showing how like how much she enjoyed you know using that power I think that she did a good job of that, but you can still see the turmoil. And the other thing that we didn't really speak about was, you know, in the third act, we had, like, uh, uh, the, the train battle, that right? Was a, that was a really Which was good. one of the best, like, action sequences in mm -hmm. superhero films in my it, it, that I've ever seen, simply because everybody that everybody was able to be visceral and... and, and and aggressive. I mean, Night Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler had one of the best. He showed yes. out. Yes, he showed scene. up there, yeah, man. Like, Nightcrawler killed, literally. Um, Magneto, finally, we've, we've never seen Magneto be 100% diabolical. We've seen him do bad things. Yeah, exactly. But we've seen him do bad things for instances. In this one, he was allowed to let loose. You know, he was allowed to go like, oh, these guys are aliens, not humans? Guess what? I'm going to kill in the, in the coolest most sophisticated <laughs> yep. raw way as possible and he really showed up he did and everybody got a little and, and the other thing storm too, storm was freaking we've awesome we've never seen anything good we've with never storm. seen storm do anything take on like a full battle we've exactly. seen storm like change weather do lightning strike hand talk there. about toads storm, yeah talk about <laughs> this time storm had like a full like 10 minutes where she's battling and she's controlling the whole top of the and train that, while it's moving. she was and she amazing, was awesome you know and then beast who in my opinion was the weakest character as far as the actors go in my opinion um he went into berserker mode in this one he actually sliced and chomped and stomped and everything okay he had a couple scenes where like you know they didn't exactly show, but they showed him more kind of like Wolverine-esque, you know, which is great because the Beast does have a Berserker mode yeah. when he gets crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, Jean Grey uh, going absolutely nuts. When she finally came in full control of the Dark Phoenix power, and she used it for good, she showed how easy it is for her to disintegrate whoever comes in front of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. Know? So, um, I think that, like, there's plenty in this movie to enjoy, um, and
it's also f just one more thing that I want to go. Does anybody here know like the, the how Dark Phoenix or Phoenix in general came to be? This might take a few minutes to explain, but does what do anybody mean? know? Like as far as the, in the comic books, like like Jean the character, Grey, the Jean character Grey, or the actual Jean Grey, force. Phoenix and the Phoenix Force, Dark Phoenix, the whole nine. Because the, does... the Phoenix Force is a is an interstellar. Well, well, I'm talking about from like the creative standpoint, from like the decisions. Oh no, no 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 no! Oh. That please impart impart that knowledge. So on this us. is, I think, what's important for people to understand and why me as a X Men fan, because again, the fir the very first comic book I ever bought was X Men number one reprint. Okay, before that, there was, I didn't know what comic books were, and I fell in love with comic books ever since the X-Men, the very first X-Men 1 reprint. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, So when the Dark Phoenix was created, or Phoenix or Jean Grey in general was created, at that time, X-Men was a very unpopular property, and it got canceled. Okay? Yeah. It was a non-mover, it was a non-seller, nobody really understood what they were trying to do with X-Men and whatnot. Um, so when they revamped it and they brought it back with a more diverse uh, group of people, Jean Grey wasn't part of the new X-Men, essentially. She was retired and everything, and, okay. and you know, they... But, you know, the fans kind of missed her, and they, they brought her back, but because Marvel uh, didn't care about the property, they let the creators do whatever they wanted. So they wanted to turn Jean Grey into, like, this super powerful woman, you know? Now, we're talking about a woman... In the time of like the 60s and 70s where you know that women don't rare. have any power mm -hmm. and Jim Shooter who was the uh, uh, the uh, editor-in-chief at Marvel he was on record he's on record as being very misogynistic okay he absolutely hated the idea of Jean Grey as a super super the, the strongest mutant oh, sign the of world, the times right? right yeah it's exactly a sign of the times and just as a perfect example there was uh, when she became the Phoenix, which was very similar to how the movie did, which I was happy about. Mm -hmm. Phoenix became Jean Grey became the Phoenix in space. She got hit yes. with cosmic rays. I loved how they did that. Can I? Can I yeah. just? I, I don't mean to uh, cut you off, but no, no, all good. this this was one of the things that bothered me because remember in Apocalypse, yeah, we did see the Phoenix Force, right? Yes, or we did. was was I just bugging we out did. at that point? No, we did see the and, Phoenix Force. And so what happened here? I'm just so so I, here's I just, so, so so here's I had this to is put where, that this out is there. where a lot of people a lot of people gripe about like oh we showed her with the Phoenix Force before and then like now we're showing the actual origin. So the Phoenix Force wasn't something that she inherited. It's something that was already in her. Okay, because in the comic books, mm -hmm. the way that what happened was. And we're tying this back into Fantastic Four, which is why Fantastic Four and X-Men work so well, okay? Um, Fantastic Four, you have four humans that go into space. They get hit by cosmic rays. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And they get superpowers. That's their classic story. The question was, what happens when a mutant get hit with cosmic rays? Okay? That Phoenix Force was in her already. But when the cosmic rays hit her, it awoke in it. The way, so, the way so, I saw the movie, though... It, the co the cosmic rays were more of a living organism. Yes. The so again, Phoenix like, that's, that's itself, like, like I'm, you know like, I'm talking about as far as like comic book canon. As right. Far right. As yes. Became. Absolutely. So I the way that they that. did it in the movie, wonky. It was wonky because they didn't show cosmic rays hitting her. They spoke about cosmic rays, but then when they got up there, they realized, oh, these aren't cosmic rays. They mm -hmm. don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they call it the Phoenix Force, right? But that's just what they called it. I think that like. 
if they just stuck with cosmic rays, it would have been perfectly fine. Because it, in in Apocalypse, they showed her like you know for a glimpse, like a flame, you know, just like she for came, a moment, she, she became the phoenix. Boom! Yeah, that she was, became the there, phoenix, and then know? it fizzled out. You know, doesn't know what happened. Nobody realizes what happens, and then she gets hit with, hits with hit, she gets hit with cosmic rays, and then the phoenix force fully envelops her, right? And see that that's you know? where that's where I have a little bit of gripe with the way they did it in this movie. Yeah, because see, that's of my that. Thing. So you know, what I'm the, saying? The, the, you know, again, they made some like bad mistakes, I think, with doing that because I think they they the only reason they did that was to introduce the books. Okay, or whatever they are, the doors. I don't, don't I don't remember what the name of the race is. Yeah, it's a it's a very, very, it's not a really known race. But yeah. They, but they kind of. But they needed a reason to have to go to Earth, and it was because of this being that Scrubs. they called the Phoenix, the Phoenix Force. You know. So, <laughs> um, so again, they made a mistake. And I think that that's one of those things that that happens when you have to do a reshoot. You know, for. You know, because of bad cinematic politics. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to the whole Phoenix canon. Yes, okay? please continue. The X Men, going back to the thing, you know, X Men property is a is a is a non seller, so they tell the guys do whatever you want. They create Phoenix. Jim Jim Shooter doesn't like a woman, a super powerful woman, but he allows it anyway. And and again, I was going back to the example of why Jim Shooter um, was misogynistic and and it on record. They wanted her to fight. They wanted to prove in the comic books um, how she's the strongest being on on Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, so they wanted her. They pissed her, Jim Shooter. We need her to fight Thor or Silver Surfer, the two strongest beings in the universe at that moment. Right. Jim Shooter said, "No way. A woman would never be able to beat, no matter who the woman is, would never be able to beat Thor or Silver Surfer." You know, so they <laughs> shot that down. Mm-hmm. They figured out other ways to show that she's all-powerful, mm-hmm. which they did. And then, you know, Jim Shooter not liking that. Now she's in comic book lore. She is now the strongest being. He came up with the idea. of like, you know what? Let's kill her off. So and then the creators not. were like, oh, you want to kill her off? Okay, no problem. And they created the Dark Phoenix saga. <laughs> right? And so Dark Phoenix um, was a saga that was used in a franchise that was a non-seller. Uh-huh. And when they killed her, they resurrected X-Men. So metaphorically, Dark Phoenix, is, it, it, Dark Phoenix itself resurrected the franchise. Mm-hmm. And at the same way, like the movies, like they kind of, you know, they killed the entire thing with uh, Dark Phoenix, I think, in, in, in the last iteration with X3. Then mm-hmm. they resurrected it with First Class. Then they bring Phoenix again to die. You know, I hope that Marvel can resurrect it again. I think that Marvel, you know, it may sound like, I don't know how you might, guys might take it out there, but I think that Marvel can bring back the Phoenix and do it properly. I think know? we need some time away from the Phoenix, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about 10 years down the yeah. line. So. And it's funny that you mentioned how the Phoenix and the comic books resurrected the X-Men as a brand. Yes, it's funny because in the movies, I think Phoenix has really sunk the movies. Yeah, well, you know see, here, so here's the thing. <laughs> you look at it, absolutely, right? absolutely. You know? But again, this goes back to the actual Phoenix lore, like an actual Phoenix. The, mm-hmm. the story of a Phoenix is that it dies, dies. unceremoniously after years of, of living, decaying, deteriorating because it cannot exist. So it destroys itself mm-hmm. in fire and then it rises up. 
So before it gets resurrected, it's a decaying beast that that cannot function anymore and chooses to kill itself. Well, Fox got the destroying part down. Yes, they did. Perfect. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yes. You know? So, there you go. So, with that being said, I think we're going to wrap this episode up. We've gone pretty long on this with the E3 stuff and the Dark Phoenix stuff. Um, so, final thoughts. What did you guys, What would you give it as a rating in terms of... I'm biased. That's but, okay. You know what I'm I saying? Give it, I give it a 6 out of 8 slices. Okay. Uh, Balrog. <laughs> Balrog's no comment right now. Because yes. He... he uh, he hasn't seen the movie yet, but we'll update you guys on uh You've kind of seen it if you saw X3. No, that's not true. What? Wolverine's <laughs> not even in this one. How can no, you say that? I know, but you know what? The themes, the com- it's the common no, themes. No, you, you have, have to see the movie. You have, you no. have the Dark Phoenix. No. You have, I gotta, I gotta you have a big Is death. this movie worth me spending my yes. money on? Yes. Four dollars. It's worth spending money on because... Matt matinee. It's worth spending money on because the reason it's worth spending money on is because I think that like the movie would have been great if it wasn't for the film politics behind it. And those people that worked on the film deserve to get credit. All right, so let me ask well, you this one, one more time. It's, Do just I, think of it this way. It's not the last, last X-Men movie that we're seeing from Fox Studios yet. But yeah, there's the new, one more. the new Mutants next year. Which... Right, it probably ever, won't come out. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I doubt <laughs> if it'll ever come out. So right now, you're still good because you ha- it's not the last quote unquote. But I'm just X-Men wondering, in order so to watch Dark Phoenix, can, do you need prior knowledge of the X Men no. movies already, or, or can you just watch not it alone? Really. No, not really. I don't do, think like, do I have to watch they, Apocalypse they, to watch? No, you don't need to watch no. Apocalypse. But did you watch First Class? Yes, I did. All right, so I, I like First you Class. You're good. That's all you need. You're good. I like First Class. So there you go. Balrog, I mean, um, Metatron, what is your Angel, rating? Fiery demon. Yes, I know. I, I apologize. Well, I apologize. Uh, don't smite me, please. Yeah. Um, so we're Angel using what? an out of eight. <laughs> okay, we're really going to throw hands? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, throw all plates. stuff aside. So if we're using a nice eight slice rating, yeah, give it like a 6.5 out of 10. I mean, out of eight. Six and a half slices. So that's six slices. Who eats half a slice and leaves it? Well, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so, Elias. Zero out of seven. I didn't watch the whole thing. Zero yeah. out of seven. Oh, yeah. yeah, he fell asleep. No, stop, stop. No, I didn't. What kind of fan <laughs> falls asleep? You had work to do for this podcast and please, you fell asleep on the please. job? Please, It was like eight o'clock. No, you not f- even eight o'clock. It was like... It was like what? Explain to us. What time was it? One. Eight thirty. It was eight thirty okay, on a Friday I night, usually, and you're a kid. But I usually, <laughs> yeah, but I usually go to bed at like twelve o'clock on a daily basis. So you're telling me that you had three and a half hours to watch this movie and still fell asleep? Boom! Roasted. Oh. Stop! 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 No! No! no. Uh, no. <laughs> it's all good. I'll go no. watch it again with you. I promise. There you go. Fine. Okay. Deal. Okay. Deal. Uh, we got a handshake. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a five out of eight for me. Um, it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't a great movie, but it wasn't as bad as these critics out there caught, are putting it out to be. Seems to it's, be going around lately. There was there was really nothing wrong with the story itself. There's some movies that you you watch the movie I, and it's like oh that's really bad writing. It's just. 
there was nothing. You I know, wasn't invested in it. If we didn't see Endgame a few weeks back, about a month ago, then maybe this movie would have been a better impact. Maybe. You I know. think that we're like also suffering from some like sway from the critics that we saw already, in my opinion. Well, but you know what? That's I, my own I, I listen to critics, but I, I want to go in there with my own mind. You know what I'm saying? Which is so, why I don't like reading reviews. Right. I, I, I listen to some of them. There's, there's certain guys that I, I follow that I'll listen to. Um, but again, you know, this is very subjective, and I think this was a movie that suffered because of all the bad press that came before it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that's what it is. And also, it's a movie that there's nothing else after that, so people were like, well, who cares? Well, there might be one thing after that. I really hope that the Kinberg cut comes out. Much like the, uh, the, the, Mm. the Snyder cut of JLA, you know, I hope that there's a Kinberg cut. It's confirmed that there is a Kinberg cut out there. Yep. With the right ending, the X Men uh, version of Captain Marvel, right? Essentially, yeah. Yes. Yeah. A, so. I think a better version of Captain Marvel, but you we'll know see. They we'll see if that ever like comes out. Fifty K for that, right? We'll, we'll probably we'll probably have to wait like twenty years for that before we ever get to see it. You know what I'm saying? But hey, you never know. Anyway, uh, we're gonna wrap this up. I just wanted to thank everybody here, um, guys. Let's go around and say later. This is Metatron bidding the adieu. ASAP Balrog, Balor Mugulis. <laughs> Wolfie, peace out, yo. Elias, never used Versace, always Gucci. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Versace over Gucci any day. Gucci, Gucci, nah. Gucci. And, and you burn through your clothes how, how, anyway, how am I supposed to follow that? You know what I'm I don't saying? listen to this Meta Gucci angel. all day. Gucci <laughs> all day. New Patek. Versace robes, though. Nah. Okay. Gold Lame? Yes. I'm, I'll Which be Gucci that. doesn't have? Remember that video you showed me? What video? The one, with the one about um, the guy with uh, the guy with the LL Cool J stuff. I still have to rock that outfit. Gucci Remember? has. Gucci. Oh, that video! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, talking it's, about? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Look up when your uncle is stuck in a time warp. Gucci has wolf bracelets. So there, that's it. That's all you need to know. Ooh. Gucci over Versace. Versace has lion Medusa robes. I could care less about lions. Wolves all day. Let's go. <laughs> well, death to Agreed. the stars. Agreed. <laughs> Hear me roar. Again, how do I follow that? You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. This is Walt. Later, peeps. <laughs>